Hey folks, it's Matt here. Just a quick update before the special starts. So unfortunately, due to life and just various other circumstances, uh, we will not be having a season three of Common Sense this year. And I can't guarantee that we're going to have one next year. I'm hoping we can. It's just a matter of me and Jeremiah's schedules aligning, which has been very difficult as of late. He's busy with work and various other life stuff, and I'm pretty much in the same boat. We recorded this back in April, and it's just been a very hard time to dedicate the, well, time to sitting around and going through this and editing it, because our original recording was like two and a half hours, and, you know, it's a matter of compressing that so it's a little bit more consumable. We can't all be like Joe Rogan, you know? So I talked it over with Jeremiah, and we decided that if there is only to be one episode of Common Sense in 2021, what better way to do it? than a special dedicated to the Snyder Cut. So without further ado, please enjoy the show. It's been a long while since we sat here, but I have a very important question for you, boy. What is your question, sir? They're all your papers. My papers I do not have uh, with me because I have not been vaccinated at all yet. You have not received I the Pfizer. Fi- you have not received the Pfizer. You have not. You have not received the Pfizer. The cure from the cure. I have betrayed my people. Are you going to get the Pfizer? Or are you okay. going to get the Mussolini? Mescaline or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, Medina? Med- Melinda? Medina? Melinda? Melinda? I don't know what the fuck it's called. Uh, you, should go to, you should go to Mercedes-Benz because it is the best cars in the goddamn world. And you should get your vaccination. You know, I was in and out in half an hour. Really? And you can park in the silver parking deck for the structure. Ooh, I'm thinking about getting some of that Johnson Johnson. Get that one shot. And get that Johnson Johnson shot. And be like, scoop, scoop. So you're going to go for the gay couple. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I think Johnson so. and Johnson! I'm here to give you a vaccination! We're gonna give you a nice little stick! 
And so I, I just want to confess, I've stolen that joke from Bill Burr. He's the one who's just like, it's either, he's like, so this is what the thing is. You get either get the Moderna, which I don't have a funny name for yet. He's <laughs> like, you'll get the Pfizer! Or you get the gay couple, Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> it was just so fucking, he ended up getting the Pfizer! Oh he's like, God. all these names are taking me back to World War II. What the fuck? <laughs> Matt. I have received the Pfizer. You have received the Pfizer. And I have, I can feel an old new power coursing through my veins. The Allies do not know what they are about to face up against. I haven't even... Hail Hydra! I have a better question for you. Yes. Side effects? No, not side effects. Would you get the Super Soldier Serum? I don't trust my psyche with that kind of unchecked power. Mm. However, since I have reverted into a red skull, <laughs> it is a different story. Actually, not. Uh, no, I don't know if I would. I don't know. Yeah, like so. Because it's it's. Although I think of uh, it's funny because I was watching because uh, we've all yeah we've, we've, been, we've been watching Falcon, Falcon, Falcon but I I started rewatching uh, the first Avenger mm-hmm. the other day because that's my favorite Captain America movie. Yeah. I know the others are objectively better, but I like the but first yeah, one the you, most. You have the right to love it. It, well, it's a World War II Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. But um, I really like the whole thing with uh, Dr. Ursic mm. and how he's just like, you know, like when him and Tommy Lee Jones are talking, he's just like, you're not actually considering Rogers for this thing, are you? He's like, oh, I, it's not the consideration. He has the clear choice. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, when I, when you brought a, a 90-pound asthmatic onto my army base, I thought, oh, why not? You know, let him yeah. try. Yeah. But he's like, this other guy's the perfect thing. Why won't you let him do it? It's like, because he is a bully. Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't win wars with niceness, General. You win them with guts, so he throws the fucking grenade. Steve jumps on top of it. You need someone with that kind of morality yeah. to have that. Yeah. And I'm not saying I don't have that kind of morality, but I I don't know. I also don't trust my aggression. I hear that. I hear that. All right, I don't All right John Walker. Yeah. All right, John Walker. Yeah. <laughs> but that is not what we are here today that to discuss. That is not what we're here it? today to talk about. Today. What are we here to discuss? We are here to talk about... Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh my God! I thoroughly enjoyed it's it. It's here so much. It's it's, it's happened. We've film. seen it. It's we've watched it. I've watched it once straight through. Well, I watched the first hour, and then the next morning I watched the other three hours, and then me and Matt watched it again yesterday, and we we're just skipping through and taking notes down because it's, it's so much. But it's I. It's like a novel, it. but it, I love yes, that about it. Yes. I've never seen a movie like it. Not at all. Like. Uh, well, we will get into that. We'll get into that. Basically, Let's, what are our yeah. initial thoughts? What are our initial thoughts? And then we can go into our breakdown. Sure. Well, basically, to give audience, uh, since this is the reason this is so late, is not intentional. But one of the big things is we have recorded an episode with our first guest. Mm-hmm. However, because it has been so long since you have seen our faces. Ooh, or heard our voices. Exactly. It just felt like it was more of a thing where we needed the first episode to be us. And plus, we made a whole episode about the Snyder Cut being announced. Yeah. I figured that was the perfect note to open on. You're right, boy. We are here to discuss the many trials and tribulations of one Bruce Wayne, Diana, Prince... Author Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> That's a later episode because I, I I did play and, and Red Dead. Oh, and when I get into Red Dead, that we'll definitely be talking about Red mm. Dead. We should have Joseph for Red Dead. That is definitely a Joseph mm-hmm. episode. That would be amazing. I also but want yes. to talk Primal with. Him. Oh yeah. Oh god. But, sorry. but anyway, uh, what we're going to do is we'll kind of give our initial thoughts, and then what we're going to do is we've both got summaries of the movie, mm-hmm. and what we're going to do is go through each chapter because the movie split into six technically seven if you count the epilogue um chapters 
and we kind of want to go through it step by step and then that way if for some reason you haven't seen the whole thing and you're listening first of all thank you yeah but second of all don't listen beyond whichever chapter, whichever chapter you're, you're in. in yeah so why don't you start out sir <laughs> why don't i start off all right so initial thoughts overall the movie itself is at first i was like it's a completely different movie but it's not it's it is a far superior movie than what we were given. Fuck WB. Everything that they they took advantage of this person, of Zach, within the situation that was going on during the filming of it. Fuck Josh Whedon. He's a piece of shit. He's a hack. I don't even know. Like, this is not even, like, because I know Ray Fisher's come out about him. Like, all that stuff aside, fuck Josh Whedon. I don't like his shit. Like, I think he's a fucking He's hack. got good stuff, I guess. I, I think he got lucky a few times it. because he can write cute bantery dialogue. Right. That's about but it. Like, he has a couple clever ideas, but to me, it's like, I like, think he's a fucking your hack. Your shit, like, I do want to go back and watch Firefly and stuff, and like, props it's to you for that. that shit. But like, fuck you, Joss Whedon. You fucked Justice League up like a motherfucker. To, and and, and in all fairness to him, yes. and I am saying that after I just called him a hack, and I stand by that he's a fucking hack. Watch, watch the second Avengers. He's a fucking hack. <laughs> but... I, Second, second Avengers, first Avengers is forgettable for me. The first Avengers did. It's what great, it and it did what it needed to do. But it was like after you get everything else after that, after the first two Avengers, the second time, the second everything else is just its, it's raised. All the stakes are yeah. raised, and it's like, oh, okay, that's some pussy ass well, shit. Then since since the Russos came in, did Infinity yeah, War and Endgame, oh my god, it's like they race it to a whole new bar. And the first one's just like, wow. It to me, the original one feels like a like a I, early two thousands movie because it, it, it was. I'd rather watch the Civil War than any of the other Avenger movies, like I mean, the first two Avenger movies. Yeah, um, but. Over Overall, the Ray Fisher story oh, arc oh, as oh, Cyborg. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. Uh, one thing with Joss Whedon, to give credit where credit is due, oh, I yes. understand that like when he was brought on, there was a studio mandate that it had to be two hours, and mm. to take a movie that was not inherently two hours and have to compress it down to two hours is no like small feat, and I'm sure creatively it was restraining. I just don't think his creativity shown through at all. It was some, not at all. We'll, we'll get to that. Because there, there are some things about the theatrical cut I didn't mind, mm. but in the context of like being isolated moments, but they didn't fit with the grander yeah. thing, but... Um, overall, Ray Fisher's performance is fucking phenomenal. He's the standout actor. He is the cyborg cyborg story. I never liked Cyborg being a part of the New 52 because growing up, he wasn't a part of the original Seven. He was the Teen Titans. And I, like, everyone loves Teen Titans. I love the Teen Titans, but I never felt like that true, true connection with them. But I love that character. I I didn't love it, but I really enjoyed that character. Like, I love Static Shock. I enjoy Cyborg. Mm -hmm. But seeing his arc in Justice League made me fall in love with the the complexity of his character he's he's much bigger than he's ever had the opportunity to yeah in any medium that i've seen thus far because i didn't follow the comics with him like much so in all the mediums that i have seen him in this is the most i would even like the most touching the most like well he has the leading capacity yes absolutely um aquaman's fucking cool I loved, I didn't love, but I really enjoyed Barry Allen. I enjoyed him way more. I, like, totally he wasn't forgot just, he, was, he wasn't a piece of he wasn't weird, just crazy cute, motherfucker. Yeah. Quirky bullshit. He wasn't yeah. just the Joss Whedon character yeah. in the original The movie. Joss Whedon character was a cardboard cutout, and this one is an actual 3D model that expresses depth. Yeah. depth. Yeah. Um, Bruce Wayne, Arthur. Bruce or, Wayne's like, entire character is different in this movie. Yeah, by far. Like, he actually has a character arc that makes sense in line with BBS. Yes. Um, ben Affleck is phenomenal with it because it's like he's healing, but you can still feel the you broken can, mm-hmm. shards inside of mm-hmm. him. 
Um, Diana is great. I, I, I don't feel like much changed with her. I think she's still amazing. I thought she was cool in the first cut of it. They gave her a lot more to do. She's more of a person. I'm still like recovering and healing from Wonder Woman 84. So, yeah, and that's not her like fault. Either. That's not her fault. But after watching that and then coming into, I was just kind of like. The tonal shift. Yeah, the tonal shift was super. I'm just like, let me just see Diana be awesome. Like, uh, I still hurt from watching that movie. Uh, and then Superman's just, I, Superman I want to see more Henry Cavill. everything I wanted. I want to see more Henry Cavill. If they're actually going to like restart without him at this point, they're even stupider than yeah. I already think they are. Yeah. How old is he now at this point? He's 37. I was going to say, this is a thing like, like Iron, He can definitely uh, make a fuck ton more. Down, Downey played Iron Man until his like mid fifties. Yeah. Like he, it's like he could easily. Like, more. How like, is Robert Downey? He, he's like, is he's he like in his mid, he's mid fifties pushing sixty. Okay, but yeah, it's just like he did it. Yeah, I mean, granted, he was also in an Iron Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like, but <laughs> Henry Cavill could easily do it. I yeah. mean, like he's you know he's twenty four hours jacked. You no, know, it's like, just like I'm here for it. Um, I'm just happy he's doing The Witcher too. Yeah, like that's fucking lit. I need to watch that. Um, fucking the underrated villain from the original cut is one of the most like you empathize with Steppenwolf. Well he was he actually was a character like, not a, a cardboard cut character. Up. He actually looks decent. Well, like, you know he looks badass. Fuck that no he, he looks, looks badass. Scary. He looks scary. Like you don't want to fuck with this dude. In the original cut you're like Ew, you're like a limp dick. Get away from me. To me, like, the one in the original cut, I, I said this to you yesterday, it's like, I don't hate the design in the sense that if I was playing D&D and yeah. cornered a dungeon and he's the fucking thing I have to fight, cool, fine. He's got the giant axe and I like the big-ass horns and he yeah. looks like a dude. He looks like but, a, but he looks like a dude. He, he doesn't look, like, look like, like this invading force for Earth. Yes. In the original one, he seriously just looks like a Games Workshop character. Just yeah. Just like, it's like, a, to me, it's like a stock footage it's like, lame. enemy. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. Yeah. Um, and I will go so far as to say like my whole thing after getting the Snyder Cut looking back at like fuck WB fuck the people that work in the places that make these decisions that stop the creativity that was supposed to be there fuck every single one of you because you think you know what people desire and you, you have the fat faintest fucking idea. dick and you don't know shit because you're disconnected from the source material you're disconnected from fucking reality of real people and y'all just can't do shit, and I want to fucking fire them all. Fuck WB, and fuck the people that make the decisions that fuck over the creative ideas that people want to make and create. Hashtag release the air cut. Fuck Hashtag yeah. restore the Snyderverse. Fuck yeah. Well, I guess... What about you? Your little... Before we jump into it, deep so, dive. So you're definitely the more like level. I'm definitely <laughs> going to be the more fanboy version. But like, look, this is... I'm just going to come up right yeah, out and say it. It's my favorite superhero movie, I It's think. really good. It's, I thoroughly enjoy it. Well, for me, it's like, it's everything I want it to be and so much more. Mm-hmm. And I've always liked the DC movies, even the lesser ones. I still like them to, because to me, it's like, I'm seeing, I know the characters who are appearing on screen, you know, for the most part, Suicide Squad's a little bit more obscure. Yeah. But it's like, I know who I'm watching. I know, who, I grew up with these characters. Yeah. It's like, I, I finally, with this movie specifically, the, the Snyder Cut, I finally got to feel what Marvel fans have been feeling for the past decade. Mm, Especially yeah. with like Endgame where it all culminates. Yeah. And you see everybody together. Yeah. Granted, it was still smaller than that, but yeah, it still felt the same grandiose. Was, that was my next, like one of the thoughts I had was like, I think I may have enjoyed this more than I enjoyed Endgame. 
as a movie, Endgame, I would go back. Endgame and, pays off really yes, well. Yes, Endgame pays off over twenty two movies, but I would. We I, didn't need twenty two movies for this. Yeah, like I would enjoy watching the Snyder Cut over watching Endgame again. But like Endgame has like the ending moment, and then like these little moments that are like shorter moments that I really love with all these different characters. Whereas I would watch Justice League again because I want to see the full. I want to watch those arcs of the characters within the movie and absorb and the absorb details. All yeah, it. yeah. But yeah, for me it was just um, because I mean, with Man of Steel, that's I would. This is actually how I would say Man of Steel is probably my favorite, mm-hmm. just because for personal reasons. Yeah. But this is like in terms of it being like I'm watching not just a character piece, but I'm watching the you know a team movie like mm-hmm. this. It was just it was epic. It was like the characters were so well flushed out. The visuals were breathtaking. Oh my gosh, beautiful the, fucking Barry. Huh. Like his whole we'll, thing. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll, 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 get get, that. we'll unpack everything yeah. or as much as we can in you know ninety minutes. But it's just <laughs> something where, for me, just the whole thing and the anticipation. I never thought it was going to happen. Yeah. I, I I pushed for it. I was always hashtagging whenever mm-hmm. it's like, okay, guys, time to rally up again. I was one of the motherfuckers who pushed. Yeah. But it was just something where. Even Zack Snyder himself has said this. He's like, I thought they, I thought there was more likelihood that they would ask me to come in and make a sequel to the movie than to, go than back to come and... back and they restore my original vision of the movie. Yeah. And just like, you know, I also just have the personal stakes of like, for those who don't know, during post-production on the movie, when the studio was breathing down his neck, his daughter committed suicide. Yes. And I think that a lot of people don't know about that. Yeah. So def, please go into this. Because yeah, yeah. I don't think a lot of people know about that. Yeah. Autumn Snyder, she uh, committed suicide. And Zach did what he could because they were in post-production at that point. He, and they had a cut done. He was just like, I'm, th- I'm just going to throw myself into the work. And just like try to, you know, escape into that rather than uh, not, not so much deal with it. But just like have to... Have to carry that huge amount of grief mm-hmm. and it just got to a point where because deborah snyder's his wife who's also a producer in the movie um autumn stepmom and finally they just came to the, or zach came to her and he's just like i can't do this anymore mm-hmm. and he's like i have to step away and they decide that it was best for them to do it and warner brothers you know took advantage of that mm-hmm. and you know my biggest problem with it it's not even so much that they what they did in frankenstein the movie itself and that they had another director come in and finish it but it's just like it was as bad as it was. Yeah. And they still put Zack's name on it. But the thing that I think is so beautiful about it is not only have people, you know, they saw the theatrical cut and they're like, this is not how this movie was supposed to be. It doesn't, it's disjointed. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and people have been pushing for Snyder's cut. Cause the whole thing is like, he had a cut of the movie done mm-hmm. and he left. They just chose to throw out the fucking cut and reshoot pretty much the entire goddamn movie. Mm-hmm. And um, all the fans who are rallying ab- around it, they started making it where it was about that, but it was also raising awareness for suicide prevention. Right. And to this date, if I'm remembering correctly, this, uh, the release of Snyder cut, uh, fans have raised over half a million dollars for suicide prevention. If not more than that, I made, I'm I'm bad with numbers. I went to art school for a reason, (laughs) but, um, it's a substantial amount of money that has been raised. And like, it, it's really cool because Zach's, Zach was very touched by everything that, you know, was happening with that because it was trying to like, you know, not just honor his vision, but honor the pain mm-hmm. that he had to deal with in order, you know, having to leave the project because of it. But it's really cool because he started feeding the flame or fanning the flame fuel by, oh yeah, here's what Dark Side looked like. Yeah. Superman had a black suit, mm-hmm. all, you know, storyboards, all this mm-hmm. other stuff. And so he just kept fueling the whole goddamn thing until finally 
everybody made noise uh november of 2019 mm. the i think it was the two-year anniversary of the movie coming out at that point and warner brothers because the whole thing is it's like just put it on hbo max you've got yeah. this new streaming service there's your exclusive you don't yeah. even have to do anything i mean you know they yeah. still had to polish it but it was like you know, and then Warner Brothers couldn't ignore it, yeah. and I love that because yeah. it's like, oh my god! I thought I thought it'd be a decade or two before we saw the his yeah. cut of the movie. I didn't think we'd see it within a four year span of the yeah, movie it's coming well, out. So when did it come out? Twenty seventeen, November twenty seventeen, and the Snyder cut came out in March of this year. That's wild. That's like like that's under just under, under four, four years. years. Yeah, that's wild. It's in, but what was cool was it came out almost a week a week to the day of uh, BBS coming out five years earlier oh wow which nice. i thought was fit yeah that's pretty cool um that was another movie that the the studio fucked with him oh on. yeah but um yeah it was just and so then when he he announced it because i was there uh, at the man of steel watch party mm. on vero and henry pops up at the end i'm like oh my god and, then, yeah. and it was just cool because henry's there and everything but and then there were a bunch of fans that popped up and i was just like wait a minute and all of a sudden, they're like, oh, they go around, ask a couple of questions, and one woman's just like, so when are you going to release the Snyder Cut? And they're just like, well, it's not done, but I guess I can show you guys this. And he flips his camera around, and on his his home theater on the screen, you just see that the black and white photo that's mm. like everything, and it says Zack Snyder's Justice League, HBO Max, 2021. Nice. And everybody screamed at the top of their lungs. Nice. I did too. Nice. But it was just cool because it's like, it's happening it's not even like because originally Warner Brothers wanted to just release the unfinished cut, right? Which I still would have watched. Yeah, absolutely. but it was just like he's like, no, we're either he's like, I'd rather not release it than not release it right. And right. I love the fact that he's just like, I don't fucking care about you anymore. It's yeah. like we're either gonna do this right because you're coming to me now because mm-hmm. it's like there's this army of people. It was the most t- like retweeted thing or the most tweeted hashtag released the Snyder cut. It yeah. was the most at that point was the most tweeted thing about a movie ever. Oh wow! And uh, it's just like you're coming to me yeah they want to see this yeah i say we finish it yeah and so just the fact that here we are less than a year later because they announced it in may of last year okay Jeez. and we've seen it and we've seen it we've, we've seen it, it it's four hours long i've I watched it three times counting with you yesterday yeah. and it's just like oh, and also fuck everyone that's like four hours long is a long fucking movie movies used to be long as shit when like like fucking they had arabia and shit like that used to be long as shit <laughs> Fuck all y'all that have to watch these hour... Y'all watch hour-long fucking TV shows. And you, and you go to a them. movie and you binge that shit. And you go to a fucking movie and you watch a movie that's an hour and 30 minutes. That shit ain't shit. That's a fucking TV show and a half. Go fuck yourself. Four hours is enough to put all the creative ideas and everything in it. It's like watching a novel. Th- it's like watching a fucking novel. You'll read a book for hours, shut the fuck up, and deal with it. It's okay. I, I get sick of people always being like, it's too long. It's like, well, shit, stop fucking looking at your fucking phone. Can you not yeah. devote time and take Can you not invest in something? Invest in something. Yeah. Fuck you, dude. Not you. No, no. Well, like, no I'm just, just going to add some salt to that. It's just like... A lot of you have not seen all three of the extended cuts of Lord of the Rings in his shows. Mm. Hey, oh, damn. <laughs> damn, that shit's real. That, that's how that's how I felt with Endgame because Endgame's three hours, but it doesn't feel like three hours. It doesn't. You watch it, it really doesn't. But it was just something for everybody's like, oh my god, three hours. I'm like you have not seen Lord of the Rings in his shows. Yeah, it really it does. shows. Right. Even the theatrical cuts. Come Even, on, yeah, they can't. They're long too. They're long as fuck. But they like, earn it. They earn it. They do. They do. They really do. Okay, but yeah, it's yeah. it's uh, like. 
again, Missed with I bullshit. never thought we were actually going to see it. Yeah. Or at least see it as glorious as it was. And what a COVID project. Yeah, like, for cause, real. Because okay, I read an article where they talked about how they were how they worked on the movie, like the Snyders did it uh, during the thing. And they basically say, well, the good thing is the cut was done. Mm. The, you know, minus the supplemental stuff he did shoot. Yeah. But um, and f- fuck anybody who's like, well, he still had to shoot stuff. It's like he shot stuff because he fucking wanted to. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. It's not about reshoots. It's about the fact that he's just like, well, we'll get to that. Yeah. But yeah. um, and basically, he said it was mainly just they have a they have an avid station at their house, mm. and basically, um, it was just Zach reviewing v- VFX shots that were coming in. He's like, all the VFX people were working from home anyway, nice. so we we're all just kind of in this like fun little collective like homebrew project. Yeah. And uh, he, I think he said, yeah. Other than them shooting the thing, he said his favorite thing other than the visual effects shots is when uh, Junkie XL would send him music because he had heard the music before. But he's like, now he's like, now you've got an extra like two hours, like yeah. add shit to this. He's just like, mm. oh, nice. Um, it, yeah, it, it was just really fun. And like, what, the other thing I want to mention before we actually dive into the movie is, um, last, um, it was right either before or after DC Fandom. Mm-hmm. I think that? it was before that that big like. They're basically their answer to Comic Con oh, last okay. year. Um, they there was a Justice Con, which was a fan made event all about the Snyder Cut. Oh really? Zach was there. Well, I mean, you know, it was all virtual. But yeah, like, yeah. Zach was there. Ray Porter was there. Ray Fisher was there. Nice. Bobby and Wagner, the DP, was there. Junkie XL, I think he was there briefly. The, the composer. Yeah. Um, I know. I think Gal Gadot and Jason Momoa did like little video things. Ben Affleck did one. Nice. Um, I don't think Ezra Miller did, but I think he was shooting something at the time. Okay. Um, but it was just really cool because it's like, Zach was like waving the, like it, it was one of those things where he really appreciates the fans. Yeah. Like he really does. It makes me happy because I feel like every time one of his movies comes out, people just drag him through the fucking For coals. Yeah. And like, you don't have to like his stuff. That's fine. But why do people have to be so poisonous about it? I, that's something that we talk about all the time on the podcast. Is people are just so goddamn poisonous about shit that they don't appreciate or like. And it's like, that's fine. That's cool that you don't appreciate it or understand it. But you don't need to shit on other people for finding enjoyment and appreciation out of something that gives them so much joy. Yeah, and it, it's like not everything needs to be carbon copy cookie cutter the same way yeah or geared towards you nothing's geared towards you except that star wars fans (laughs) i'm throwing shade i don't give a fuck i've spent a year inside (laughs) waiting for a movie i never thought would happen let's go let's do it boy come with me as we begin our journey into Zack snyder's justice league part one prologue the movie opens completely different from the Snyder Cut. Yes, absolutely. It's literally the end of BVS when mm-hmm. Superman dies. Mm-hmm. And as he's screaming out in pain, we get the shock waves that are then waking the mother boxes. Mm-hmm. I, literally, my first note is, movie makes sense. My little brother always says, make it make sense. The movie makes sense. You start there and it... It literally is the inciting incident that starts the rest of fucking everything. Mm-hmm. Not this fucking whack shit. Well, S means hope. I mean, it does. But I like, like that scene I like that on scene, its own. But bitch, the fuck? It didn't make sense. It, it didn't. didn't make sense. So one one note I wanted to mention is um, there's a shot of Batman. And it's right after... It's from like that final fight when he fires that last like crypto, uh, kryptonite grenade yeah. at Doomsday. He they added a tear. Really, like his eyes are watered up, like he's crying, like he sees. He's like, oh no, he just died. Mm-hmm. You can and like the whole thing is like you said, it's the inciting incident. It's just like for everybody, it, for not just the events of the movie, but for Bruce as a character, yes. right there. Yes, 
And then, you know, it goes, we see Lex and Steppenwolf communicating. We see Themyscira, like, oh shit, something's happening. And then it basically, we get the credits as um, Bruce is going through um, Iceland tracking down Aquaman. That's the prologue. So then we get to chapter one. Don't count on it, Batman. This is one of the moments where you can tell this is this scene was partially used in the theatrical cut, but um, he goes to recruit Aquaman. It's not as cheesy. He um, he obviously Aquaman's like you're you're full of fucking shit. He swims away. There's that really cool thing where the two Icelandic women start singing. Apparently, Ray Fisher tweeted this. Apparently, a girl he went to. I think he said high school or college with, it was her grandmother who wrote that song. Oh, really? She was Icelandic, and that's her, her grandmother uh-huh. who wrote that song. So he's just like, small world. Nice. Also, I love Ray Porter. We're going to get to him. Um, did I say Ray Fisher? I you meant said Ray, Ray Fisher. Uh, mm. Ray Porter. I'm dark side. That was pretty cool. I did enjoy like the extended version of that, because you get to see more back and forth. I will say, I did feel like there's some awkwardness within the delivery of some of that, but it was still like... This is a fish man. I feel like it made sense. It makes sense. No, it makes sense. Because Bruce is awkward as fuck. Yeah, and that's where later on in the film, they bring that back. Yeah. Continue. So we see uh, Martha uh, visits Clark's grave, and then we see that she has lost the house, the Kent farm. My note is Miss Kent Sad. Miss Kent Sad. Miss Kent Sad leaves home. Also, how, like, and this is something, like, I love about all the actors in this movie. They can all do so much without saying a goddamn word. Yes. It's also because Zach knows how to shoot it. Yes, absolutely. But, you know, um, so then we get to, it cuts to, back from that to Bruce and Alfred in Iceland. Uh, Bruce comes back from, you know, his journey or whatever, and they're about to take off in the Wayne plane. The Wayne plane. (laughs) The Wayne plane? (laughs) Not the Wayans plane. Um, (laughs) was that he found he tells uh bruce tells alfred we found arthur he said no then alfred says one of my favorite lines which is like maybe a man who broods in a cave is not meant to be a recruiter yes and that's where that like that little awkwardness you do see that and you he's not that. nick fury he's no yeah he's not he and he's not supposed to be nick and that's fury. what he, that's the other thing you said yesterday i was like that i like that they acknowledge that like it make make it make sense like batman's probably the worst one to be the one to recruit everybody because he's gonna be like i'm serious i'm serious and they're gonna be like fuck you and he's like (laughs) i got money (laughs) um let me see then we cut to a scene that i really really enjoy and again talking about doing stuff with saying very little Mm -hmm. is um lois is going through her ritual Mm -hmm. of each day she goes to the superman memorial Mm -hmm. She gets her coffee, says hi to the police officer. Who the police officer, I mentioned this yesterday, the police officer, he's in both of the, I think two or three of the scenes that when Lois is doing her ritual or whatever, um, the cop at the the memorial is the original Jimmy Olsen from the 1978 Superman. Really? Yes. What? I love that so goddamn much. Zach's, like, everybody's like, Snyder shits on Superman. He respects the fuck out of that shit. There's a lot of people from Smallville and Man of Steel. Really? There's a lot of people, there's, I think, um... There are two other cast members from the 1978 Superman that are in it. Okay. It's, again, cameo kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, but, but just, still, it's, that's it's, awesome. It's it's a cool throwback. And yeah. Amy Adams is actually on an episode of Smallville. What? I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Mm-hmm. What? But we see her going through her ritual. And what I like is, and I was telling you this yesterday, and it's really weird because, and I don't know about like Zach's parents or anything, but just he made so many scenes in this movie where he, I feel, captures people in mourning. Mm-hmm very very real mm-hmm. like very realistically very like you feel that mm-hmm. and not just because you're meant to feel that way but just like 
if you've ever been through a situation where you're mourning somebody who is deeply close to you, you know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. And to see a director who, I mean, at the time he shot this, hadn't experienced arguably the worst possible kind of pain you can experience in loss. Yeah. But he still was able to do that. Like, he's a, do- he's a damn good director. Yeah, I was like, Ray Fisher's performance, we'll get to that, like, oh my god. Like, I was like, why the fuck have I not seen this dude in anything else? I think he else? just knows when not to get in the way. Yeah, I was like, why have I not seen this dude in anything else? Like, that fucking, oh my god. Because this should have blown up. Yeah. Um, let's see, so we've got Lois's ritual, um, and she's wearing Clark's ring, mm-hmm. which I love. And, mm-hmm. like, the Superman stuff hits me very, very deeply, but just, like, I really like that, even though I wish we had gotten more time with them, mm-hmm. You feel that lasting impact of not just him being gone, but just, like, he really was a force in people's lives. Yeah. So we go from there to Wonder Woman saves the kids from the terrorist, yes. which that fucking shit was straight out of the town. Oh. When they were busting in. Dude, I haven't seen the town in forever. It, well, I don't remember much well, of the town. It, to me, it was like, um, it, the when they get there, because originally in, this, in the Whedon cut, it's very compressed, it's very cartoony, it's yeah. just like super villain of the week kind of thing. Mm. When in the Snyder Cut, like, watch it again and then watch the first bank robbery from the town. Mm. It's the same thing. Okay. But it's, like, with Zack Snyder's flair on it. Nice. And I think it's cool also because Ben's a producer on the movie. Yeah. As well as being in the movie. And, uh, yeah, but it, it, it's, like, there's more stakes. Yeah, they don't, like, we don't really know much about them. But it's just, like, okay, they're trying to do some fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. And I like how Wonder Woman comes in, saves them. You know, we get the... I lit- My note is Wonder Woman kicks ass. It was cool. Better than WW4, Wonder Woman. <laughs> and it was something where um, I just like, what I like most about it is that you get that little moment after she saves everybody where she kind of, you know, she goes from being this defending warrior to like being soft and sincere. Mm-hmm. Like, is everybody okay? And then there's that one little girl and she's like, are you okay? And she's like, I want to be like you when I grow up. And yeah. she's like, you can be anything you want. And I'm just like, that's how you do it. You yeah. don't need an entire <clears throat> Captain oh Marvel. God. You don't need a movie to just bash you over the head that like women exist. It's just like, just show just show them being good people and good characters and like all this stuff and the rest comes with it. Yes, unlike the f- fucking second opening for fucking Wonder Woman 84. I did that like that it was, was the mall from fucking I, Commando. I, no, I like that it's the mall from Commando, but just the tone is so goddamn off. It was so fucking, it was so terrible. I'm, I'm hoping Ugh. people's fetishizing of the 80s is soon to be I done. hope so. I've, well, I'm kind of I hope it's it. over, but I feel like we're about to get into the 90s soon. And I don't At like least I'll those, know what the fuck it is. I don't like all those colors and patterns. I remember being a child and being like, fuck all them colors and patterns. I want to see. Do some solid shit. I want to see it again just because I'm like, this existed, right? Yeah. Uh, you will see me fight back. I'll be like, I'm wearing 2010 shit and be like, that was some weird shit, but still, fuck the 90s shit. <laughs> So, let me see what else. Um, so, then we have the Amazons. And this is something that happens much later in the original yeah, cut. Yeah, a lot later. Um, the Amazons defending the mother box. Mm-hmm. A, uh, a boom tube comes down. And then we get the first reveal of Steppenwolf. Mm-hmm. Original Steppenwolf. Not the Joss Whedon, the Joss Whedon Games Workshop shit. one. Yes. And he is a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. He is not fucking around. He is huge. He is angry. He will fuck anybody will up who gets in his way. kill you. He will slash your shit and your horse. Like, him showing up there and then having all these women being like, we about to fuck you up. Oh, that shit was lit. I, I don't feel like I'd seen that epicness of the Amazonians before that. 
Agreed. And that was like, oh shit, they can fuck well, some people. He turned them into the Spartans from 300, which yes, is great. Which like, is what, that's what you oh needed to do. Yes. And I like the fact that, like, when he comes down, he's like, he says something about, like, uh, you know, uh, give in to fear or whatever. And then Hi- Queen Hippolyta goes, like, Amazon, show him your fear. And then they all collectively go, we have none. Yes. I'm like, Hell yeah! Yeah, I was like, this is Death lit. by Snoo Snoo. I did not even make that connection that he also did 300. Because like, I just like... I yeah, did, oh like, yeah. But like oh, 300 yeah. and the Amazons, like, oh my god. Like, like the Spartans would be like... It's like, There's a line in 300 that I feel like sort of foreshadows this indirectly in a way. Is um, There's a line where the Arca- the yeah the Arcadians show up and, and they're like... Or no, no, no. It's, it, there's some, it's either back and forth with the Arcadians or with the Persians. I think it's the Persians, and then uh, because they're saying like, "Oh, they'll say, we will enslave your women and your children, your elderly." It's like, "Oh, women, we should have brought them out here to teach you a lesson." <laughs> like, it's like Spartan women will not hesitate to fuck you up just yeah. as much, if not more, than we will. Yeah. We are the merciful ones, motherfucker. Like, ugh, that shit was lit. And I just love the fact that like they like they aren't just there to be knocked over to get to the mother box. Like they're like, "We are going to fight you, motherfucker." Yes. The one thing I will note that I will not stop is I did not like the slow motion when she was after she got out of the building and there's this one shot that lasts for about maybe 10-15 seconds where she's running slow motion after she gets out of the tunnel and she's slow motion everything else is like uh, normal speed. That was like the one thing I was like why is she not moving uh, normal speed guys? Uh, guys, I like the whole thing guys, guys. like Corridor pointed out mm. with the thing with like they're that showing the Herculean effort yes. that these women are doing that was and that, great and, wh- and how like how hard they're working yes. to hold the door open for yes. Hippolyta because they they're shutting themselves in there not to come the out they were going to die yes that was badass the physicality of it but fuck that one shot I fucking hate that shot fair enough fucking normal speed bitch normal speed so one of my favorite bits talking about that specifically is when the one Amazon who's wounded says like honor us. Mm -hmm. Like we all know what we're doing here. Mm -hmm. We all know that we're not coming out of this thing. You get the fuck out of here and honor us, honor our sacrifices. Like they, he made them warriors. Yes. Like they're really like warriors. And And I don't, they they were kind of like that in the, in being to this extent of that. We didn't, we, we didn't get to see them in one of these very tense battle situations mm. we saw them in training we saw you know they fought those like german soldiers but it wasn't yeah. like it, it wasn't, wasn't like, like a... we are going to lose this fight get the fuck out of yeah. here mm-hmm. chapter two begins age of heroes steppenwolf checks out his new crib he's like straight up what's up bitches we got this mother box i'm about to walk up in this motherfucker and just be like dope and he like he turns chernobyl into his own fortress into his own fortress and he has a whole ass conversation with the dude and he's like hey man we just vibing out here trying to you know do my job i just i want to i want to get back into the office you know i want to be with daddy 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 dark side you know like like let me have a good time and you're like oh shit this dude actually has a purpose like he's like He's trying he to do to his home. job. He wants to go home. He wants to be a part of the family, man. And you're like, I get you, you little weird, weird ass looking dude. But like all this cool ass silver shit, like you might, you might kill me. But like, you just want to go home. You want to go back to work. I, I feel you. I feel you. He has a purpose that we can all like understand. Yes. Um, Alfred. The, then it cuts to a scene with uh, inside the plane, and Alfred and Bruce are talking. Alfred's questioning Bruce about the team. Bruce says he promised Superman. And then Alfred reiterates, well, no attacks or barbarians at the gate since Lex Luthor's message. And then um, he said, well, we need to be ready when that happens. And uh, then Barry is mentioned. 
and that's basically you know they're, they're pulling together where they need to go next this yeah. is before diana comes in the mix and helps them out too uh at what point is this right does all that happen before the monster takes cyborg's dad's friend yeah that's the very next part yeah that's that's my next note okay um that's it okay <laughs> um i was just gonna say the next scene is uh uh, they introduce Silas Stone mm-hmm. in Star Labs as well as the Atom, mm-hmm. or who is supposed to be the Atom later yes. on. Um, then we see uh, Silas leaves for the day and the janitor who's cleaning up at, at the at the dropship facility, basically where Superman's ship crashed in Man of Steel. Um, he gets taken by Parademon. Mm. And then we get to the Amazons and they are firing off the arrow of Artemis because they know they need to signal Diana that like shit is hitting the fan. Hey. My note was like, the Amazon shoot an arrow across the world. <laughs> we see, After they shoot the arrow, we see Diana working in a museum in, at the Louvre. Um, and she's like cleaning a statue. And then they see that the Temple of Artemis is on fire. Or the Temple of the Amazons is on fire in Greece. So Diana pulls some Indiana Jones shit. So like, she straight goes Tomb Raider. That's my She name. goes like, Tomb Raider. Like, she goes Diana, Tomb Raider. She goes Tomb Raider. She straight goes Tomb Raider. So then it cuts to Aquaman. He saves the he saves the fisherman from the storm. Um, he visits that abandoned Atlantean temple, and, and he, he talks has a to conversation Volko. with Green Goblin. With yes, <laughs> <laughs> think about it, hero. <laughs> I like him with long hair. I it's weird. I can it's get, weird, I, but I get it's like, it, but it's like yeah. I'm like, you can't be Norman Osborn. Okay, I'll, I'll accept it. I'll accept it. <laughs> I like their conversation. I like the fact that Will Defoe yes. kind of has a little bit of a pirate voice when he does. Yes, it. take up your mother's trident. Don't. It's very much like in the lighthouse. Yes, <laughs> I need to watch the lighthouse. So we get that, and you know, the whole thing is like it, it's, it's kind of like what, I guess somewhat spoilers for another thing. Um, like Anthony Mackie's problem and his whole arc about mm. in Winter Soldiers about it's time for you to take up the the mm-hmm. mantle mm-hmm. and he's like no and that's what Arthur's doing Arthur's just like I don't want the mantle no 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 fuck this shit y'all mm-hmm. abandoned me fuck this bullshit so then it cuts to Steppenwolf and he summons Desaad and he uh, he's he, he like what you said earlier he just wants to go home and Desaad's like well you got to conquer fifty thousand more worlds before we'll Steppenwolf checks in with his hiring manager. He really, he really be micromanaging. <laughs> they have a work, they have a work review meeting. That was, that was my note. <laughs> I skipped over something on accident. So she goes to Athens. She, you know, we said the Tomb Raider thing. Um, she learns of the attack. She also goes into that temple and discovers Dark Side as well as the story of the Age of Heroes. Yes. So then uh, Diana meets up with Bruce. Uh, the story she tells the story of the Age of Heroes, which is so much more epic than the Joss Whedon version. Mm-hmm. Like the Joss Whedon version utilizes Zach's footage, even though the color correction was all over the fucking place. Yeah, but it really cemented how monumental that moment yes. was. Yes, and the fact that it was Dark Side, not Steppenwolf. Mm-hmm. That's a huge thing. Now, what is your thoughts? I have heard people's thoughts on how they hated how Dark Side just showed up and got his ass beat. I personally am like, it's whatever. It's not that big a deal because he's like going to come back. But like, they're like, he wasn't like bad enough. I'm like, it's just a... Because that was not Darkseid. That was Uxus. Who's Uxus? I'm and not that familiar. Is, that is basically young Darkseid oh. before he truly becomes, becomes Darkseid. Dark okay. Hence why he also doesn't remember where the world was. That ah. where, where the anti-life equation was. He also, I, I, if I remember correctly, he didn't know that world is the one that had the anti-life equation. Right. Gotcha. So, yeah. I feel like that's like, like pussy ass nitpicking, but like, continue. Well, that was good. Uh, well, you. I'm sure if we, if we, 
if we took notes watching some of the Marvel movies, I'm not trying oh, to yeah. Marvel no, you can versus nitpick DC. Fucking everything. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, we can nitpick everything. It just it seems like, well, DC's just not doing Marvel shit. It's like, DC doesn't need to do Marvel yes, shit. Absolutely. Just tell that to the fucking studio executives. Um, but Diane, like, straight up walks in and she's like, what's up? And he's like, hey, bitch, you late. And then they all have the conversation. And I was like, hell yeah. Planting the seeds. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, their conversation ends with, like, the others, uh, where are they? Chapter 3. Beloved Mother, Beloved Son. This is Barry's intro. Yes. Which I thought was visually spectacular. It very much was. Like, they showcase his abilities, what he can do. Mm-hmm. You know, we get we get a taste of what uh, what's going on with his dad, um... We get to see Speed Force. We see that he can't hold down a job. Yeah. Because he's... He's a fucking crackhead. He's a millennial. Here, meet Flash. He's an active crackhead that stares way too fucking long at the black girl. She stares back just as fucking long. He was an annoying piece of shit in the original cut. Completely forgot he was even in the fucking movie. Let alone remember any of the stuff in that movie at all. That's my own note about the last movie. Uh, also, don't fucking eat a burger and drive, apparently, because you'll fucking flip a goddamn truck and kill a black person. <laughs> it's a hate crime. It's a hate crime. <laughs> don't eat Don't eat a burger while you're driving, or else it's a hate crime. Or just, my thing is, it's like, if you dropped your burger on the fucking deck, Fucking floorboard, leave it there. Leave it there. It, it, it ain't gonna get eaten. It ain't gonna get eaten. It ain't nothing. And I, I don't, mean, I'm not gonna eat that shit. I know it's five like, second rule, but like, damn, sorry. That, that was like, that was there for like a good 40 seconds. My bro. point is, there's shit on the bottom of my shoe, and it's near the fucking pedals, where all the shit sleeps. Like, bro, calm down. So, uh, then we cut back to, uh, Steppenwolf. Uh, this is uh, visual effects wise. This is one of my favorite shots, or there's a couple of shots. And Corridor talked about one of them. Is um, Steppenwolf captures the Atlanteans, mm-hmm. him and the Parademons, and he's interrogating them. Steppenwolf and some of his guys, they're clocking in, they're putting in that work, you know, trying to find out where the mother boxes is, torturing that fish man. Like they putting in the work. They're trying to go back to work for Darkseid and all his homies. So he's like, let me put in that work. I'm gonna find these fish men. Throw his ass up against a fucking rock. The blood, I did appreciate the extra, like, not the gore of it, but the kind the of, like, impact. the impact of, like, things. It was, I very much appreciated that. Like when he These forces the guy, kill people. Yes. When he throws you throw Captain America's shield into somebody, they go yeah. be dead. Dude, episode three, whatever, the motherfucker throws the thing upside, uh, what's his name's head, and he just gets knocked out. I'm like, okay. It's like, your head should be off. It should be off, or you fucking broke your fucking neck. Like, you dead, bitch. I say he did. <laughs> what was it? Um, I love the shot because one of the things in visual effects I notice a lot is if it's a CGI character in a shot, a lot of times they don't feel like they're embedded into the shot. They feel like they're kind of mm-hmm. floating on top of the shot. The way that they did the lighting, it's like what a workshop did it. Yeah. He's embedded yes, into that shot. Into the lighting's perfect. Like, it looks like he's fucking standing there. And then Corridor talked about that one shot where he walks through the puddle. Yeah, through the puddle. And it's so and it's, fucking I, like, realistic. When they pointed that out, I was like, oh, damn. Like, that is really good. Because like, I, I, I think they had a person on stilts there on the I, day. I hope so. I feel like you had to. Well, for the way that that stick moved, you can't yeah, do that you, CGI without it looking CGI. You would have to take 30 fucking 400 hours, 35, 400 hours trying to figure that shit to out. Get it, to look as organic like, as uh, it looks. Yeah. that They really put the time and effort into that 
They really did. The special effects by far are superior in every way to the original cut. Like, (laughs) you have the time to fucking do it. Yeah. That's why we don't crunch from video games, guys, and movies, so we can get good products. And not have to get it patched 15 times after it's released too early. Yep. After um, Steppenwolf fucks around with that fish man, we cut the Lois, and she's grieving. Bet. That's my note. Bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, what I really like about it, just again, just kind of inserting the fact that I feel like their relationship was real, mm-hmm. is um, I love the fact that she has his cape, and she just kind of holds his cape, and she's just like, she's mourning. Mm-hmm. And she, like, is very realistically mourning. Not like, you know, not angsty teenager fucking CW bullshit. Yeah. Like, it's like, this is a woman who's, like, literally lost the love of her life. Mm-hmm. Then it cuts to uh, Bruce and Diana coming up with who's going who's gonna to approach who. He says Aquaman said no. She's uh, that she gives him shit about it. He goes to scroll on his mouse. He goes to reach for the mouse right when she reaches for it. Their <laughs> hands touch, and they have this really cute, awkward fucking Justice League like cartoon moment. I literally wrote Justice League cartoon shit. Yeah, Justice League cartoon shit. I just like that, and it's just like you know they they just have an awkward like back and forth about it. Um, which I I like the fact that Zack Snyder was going to go in that direction. Yes, I really like that. Um. Let me see. Uh, so Bruce is going to take care of Barry, and then Diana's going to approach uh, Victor. Intro so- to Zack Snyder's The Blind Side. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I've never Zach's- seen that. I've never seen that movie, so I can't say much. But I just like Diana's not a white savior. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's not, and she isn't. Not to that. But I was just like, oh, he played football. She a white lady. She's trying to help him. The Blind Side. Zack Snyder's Blind Side. Bet. <laughs> Better than the whole movie. <laughs> so yeah, well, this brings us to Cyborg. Yes. Which is, this is the biggest piece that nobody got. He just made more sense. Like, he just made sense. He, You understand from the get-go whenever they introduce him and they give you his backstory, you get it. And then to jump back to Silas, you get that relationship with his dad where it's like, he's a really good absent father. He's a good dad. He's just absent because he's so caught up in his work. He doesn't have yeah. time for his family. He's a workaholic. Therefore, he's a workaholic. Therefore, he's hurting his son and his wife. His wife dies. His son has resentment towards him. And he, it, there's all these layers to this relationship that over the span of this one movie you get to get and you get to see. And that was nowhere in the original cut. Mm-hmm. And to have Ray Fisher, who I have never seen him in fucking anything else do i think such an excellent job at conveying the different emotions and especially things that happen later on in the movie it's so like damn what was your trauma bro that, <laughs> like, that was that was the that was that's a perfect example of when you cast an unknown yes absolutely absolutely get, get someone who can play the character better than any fucking movie star can mm-hmm. and i like how they explain everything and i literally wrote down this um uh, he made more sense than just like Sarah where he grew up with. Uh, I, I, He's changing I, his classmates' grades because they were going through shit, and he understood. Shit and he understood. They just give him god mode level powers, and I'm here for it. Well, but it's it's like Superman though, because mm-hmm. they explain. I didn't realize the gravity of his powers. Until yeah, this. I never until this movie. I never realized that's how complex he was. I don't know if he's like that in Teen Titans. And maybe he is like that in the in like the New Fifty Two when they introduce him into the Seven. But like I never knew like that's how fucking like 
god level he is. Yeah. And like, like I was like, oh, you deserve to be a part of the seven. Like you absolutely well, should be a part of the seven. And it's because of his it's because of his morality. It's just like Superman. Yes. It's because he's a good person, he's an intelligent person and he thinks of others. Mm-hmm. And I love the little um aside you get with him helping the the single mother mm-hmm. who's like barely making ends meet and she can't afford to take care of her kids and all this you know it's just it's a very real situation you know i just love like the scene where he changes the money in her account and it's it's just like what his dad says it's about knowing when and when not to use this and he helps this woman and you just see her at an atm she's crying and then all of a sudden she sees that she's got this money and her her problems are over effectively Mm -hmm. and he's just there kind of watching he's just like okay doesn't need to say anything he has just the cool thing where he's like guys hold up he just goes you know, he just kind of nods and then turns around and starts mm-hmm. walking away. And what I like is that he passes people that see he's cyborg and are like, what yes, the fuck? Yes, I love that beautiful juxtaposition. Yeah. I love that that beautiful juxtaposition of, like, he is actively, like, doing things to help people. But he's still, like, for, like, the normal people, he's, just, like, this outcast that's like, ew, what the fuck is this? Well, do you, do you like, feel like there's some, like, uh, yes, commentary I'm not in gonna, that? Yes, absolutely. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not emotionally ready to get into it. I'm probably going to watch the movie a few more times. But yeah, did you like that? Oh, I love that. No, yeah. I absolutely love that. It because it, it, one thing it. one thing Ray Fisher said um, he appreciated about Chris Terrio, the screenwriter. Yeah, is he's like he called me mm. when we were like you know they're you know we're getting close to shooting, but they were refining the script again. He's just like look. I don't know what it's like to grow up as a black man mm. with an absent father. Mm. And Ray Fisher, he grew up without a father. Mm. He's just like, teach me. Mm. Let's do this together. Mm. Show me how to do this. And I was, and he said like he really appreciated the fact that he he wanted to make it the two of them making this together. And yeah. that he's like, I don't ex- understand this experience, but help me understand yeah. so we can make this beautiful. Yeah. And I thought that was very. That was just like that just shows how good of a fucking writer he is. Yes. And even down to. Like, taking that, the father, like, just being a black man is, like, you are looked at sometimes and it's just, like, like, you're this, like, aggressive thing. And that's it's like, what I got out of that that's, scene. And that's what the, yeah, and that's what I love about After that he, scene, just he just literally saved this woman's saved life. family and then, like, everyone else is just looking at him like, the fuck is this? Because, like, you are And they're scared of him. Machine, he's got his hood up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, even that, that, oh, my God. And that predated, is, like, BLM stuff, yeah, dude. like, it was wild, dude. It was, like, I really appreciated the... And it was subtle, though. Yeah. It was it, subtle. Not ham-fisted. Yes. It was very... There's a lot... I need to watch it again. And I want to watch just all of his stuff one day. Mm-hmm. But there's so much within his performance and what they gave him in the script that they allowed to capture and put together, I thought was excellent. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um... I love that it's his father telling him this over that tape. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that, you know, kind of playing on... Because father stuff hits for me mm-hmm. very strongly. And I just like the fact that his father, while they have, like, a hard relationship, he it's, spells it out for him. It's, it's just still... like, you are unbeatable mm-hmm. in anything you try to do. Mm-hmm. And, that, like, to me, even in, like, a, 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 a frictiony relationship like that, his father is unapologetically, like... Not just being supportive, but he's just being frank with him. It's just like you can do anything you set your mind to. That's a very parental thing yes. to say. Not As, just and that's because he's said, a fucking superhero. He's a he is a excellent absent father. Yeah. Because when he realized he had to be there for his son, that love wasn't that love It was always there. It was always there. He just didn't he was never physically there to show it. Yeah. And he, and he didn't know focused, how to show he it. He didn't know how to show it. So he was focusing on all the other things that he could do to be like, I'm providing for my family, I'm doing mm-hmm. all these things. But, like, you need to fucking be in front of the child. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, 
And one of my favorite bits in terms of just the visuals with it. Also, can Zack Snyder just shoot every goddamn football game? Yeah. I would watch football if it looked all like that. <laughs> like, like the snow coming down, mm-hmm. like that, like, oh my God. Like, you know, I, like, I come from a football family. Every time they see, re- like, you know, these high def, like 70,000 frames per second replays of a fucking play, they just like, oh my God, that looks so good. I was like, no, that looks good. <laughs> like, that's cool because it's slow motion and it's crazy that cameras can shoot in that clarity at that frame rate. But this is cooler. Yeah. This is artistic. Mm-hmm. But um, my other favorite thing is when he learns to fly. Mm. It's not like Iron Man where it's that bullshit coming out of his hands and his feet. It's like he's got like it, it seems like it's the, the little his like little repulsor things are distributed more like how the human body would need to have yeah. the lift. Uh-huh. And just seeing him it's Zack Snyder and I, I'm just I, I'm just sucking Zack Snyder's dick this whole time. <laughs> but you know, I got a four hour masterpiece. I will. Yeah. But um it's like he knows how like visually showcase characters taking their first steps into their into a larger world. Like with mm. Superman it's his flight moment, and it's his flight theme, which we'll get back to that. Mm-hmm. But um, I love that moment where we are seeing Cyborg like, I'm going to do this myself. And I love the excitement on Ray Fisher's face when he takes off and the camera's just locked in on him. You see the background just like, Zhoom! yeah. But I love the look on his face because he's like, whoa! Like, he feels his power, and yeah. then like that cool helmet thing comes yeah. over him. Yep. But I like the fact that he just has this moment to just like, get to know his powers but get to feel how powerful and how good that can be mm-hmm. if you know like it solidifies shit mm-hmm. and that was just and just visually that was so cool and the music was really nicely done there apparently uh junkie xl said that uh he was referencing like classical music for cyborg he's like really? everybody else would lean more towards like doing some like you know some tech or not techno some dubstep kind of stuff yeah. he's like he has to earn that cyborg mm-hmm. is intellectual he's you know articulate uh, he's very yes. intelligent he's all these things he's like he needs he needs Beethoven. Wow. And I'm just like, damn, I would not have gone that way. Yeah, oh my god. And like Junkie XL earns so much respect for me as a fucking composer, Tom Holkenberg. It's just like I've always like enjoyed his stuff. It's mm-hmm. like it's it's good kind of like what jam. Else Mad okay. Max Fury Road. Oh um, shit! Yo, what? Yeah, Deadpool, the first Deadpool. Okay. The second three hundred. Uh, he's done a shit ton of things. Uh, Mad Max. That I need, thank you for saying that because I need to add that to my fucking playlist. That's a workout playlist. I have not, <laughs> listened, yeah, I have not listened to that shit forever. Fuck. But yeah, he, he like he has a good way of like I always like the energy he brings to things, but the fact that he understands characters enough to like I'm gonna go in this direction like. Again, with Cyborg, it's like instead of going dubstep like everybody else would have done and which would have dated the movie very quickly, mm-hmm. is he um, he went with like, he's an intellectual, He would be, it would be classical music, it would be Beethoven. I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Can we just say he, like Zack Snyder has always said he's the heart of the movie. He's absolutely He absolutely is. He is the star of, not the, like he is. Like, like yeah. his story is the heart of that movie. It's the heart. Like it's the like heart it's of the the league of coming the league. together. Yes, his story yeah. is the heart of the league. It. Oh my god, it's so beautiful. Like, like I'm not saying anybody should do this, but it's like you could easily chop up the movie and just and do just like be it just movie. be a cyborg. Yeah, it movie. could literally just be a cyborg movie. Yeah, absolutely. Like to me, like that's why I liked about it is it's like it felt like one of the really good DC animated movies. Mm-hmm. Where it was like it centered around one person, but it included the greater DC universe, yeah. but not in like a tongue in cheek kind of way. Like you know, there's it to me. It always showcased like there's other shit going on that other people are dealing with. Yes, it's not just like oh, it's your turn to save the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's your turn to save the world. It's just like no, I'm trying to live my life, trying to figure out my own shit, dealing with my own demons. Mm-hmm. And then there's aliens invading. Yes. Um. So the next scene is we go to Barry talking with his dad, which I love because it's like his dad basically just says, for for those who don't know. Barry's mom was killed 
it was pinned on his father who was innocent and he's brilliant scientist all this other stuff great father and everything and he got thrown in jail for it. And Barry, since the get-go, even when he was a small child, is like, my father is innocent and I'm mm-hmm. not just a fucking child telling you this. My mm-hmm. father did not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, whichever incarnation is, like, who actually killed her, that's for comic readers to figure out. Yeah. But, um, I think it's a reverse flash. But, <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so, uh, uh, Barry's dad says to him, it's just like, I want you to do me a favor and forget about me. Because he's like, it's not because he doesn't love his son. It's not because he doesn't want to see his son. But he's like, I am a drag on your life. Mm-hmm. And I want you to be one of the good ones. Mm-hmm. And it was just that planting the seeds for some stuff that happens later on. Yep. But I was just like, and Billy Crudup, who played Dr. Manhattan. So I love seeing all the Zack Snyder alumni that yeah. pop up in these movies. I call him the alumni because that's a class motherfucker. <laughs> particularly Watchmen people. Yeah. But, um... I thought that was really neat. And, you know, we see Barry kind of, he's not just like trying to be, oh, funny all the yeah, time. Yeah, and I, I did appreciate that. You do, and it did have that in the other movie, but it was so. It was downplayed between, to Yeah, me. it was downplayed by a lot. Yeah. So to see Barry actually be not on crack for a little bit. Well, <laughs> and that, that's a terrible way to yeah. say it. Just like that energy does. Well, he's, he's he the flash. He, that's how yes, he goes. He yeah. does an excellent job at pushing his energy up and then bringing it down to where the scene needs it to be. Yeah. And, yeah. It this we I want to it's talk about this being. more. Yeah, I, and I want to address this later on too. Is um, I feel like when Barry's bubbly like that mm. and witty and shit, it's not. And this is the thing that I feel like Joss Whedon does not understand. Mm. When Barry's doing that, and when I feel like a number of characters do that, they're doing it because they're scared. Yes, they're doing it to overcompensate for something. They're not trying to be funny. They're not trying to be like I'm the cool guy in the room. There's not the oh. Yeah, they're yeah. not doing that fucking shit. They're trying to fucking cover up some shit. Like, mm-hmm. and we'll get to that more with Barry. But that's that's something I like about Barry is it's like we see this tender side of him, we see this painful side of him, and not just like I'm funny and I quip. Yeah. Um. So the next scene is one of my favorites in the entire movie because it's just such a beautiful little slice of life moment. It's when Diana and Alfred make tea. Oh yeah. And I love I how like Alfred is not used to being having the tea have, made for mm-hmm. him, and he has he's perfected how to make tea yep. and so when diana's trying to do it he's just like make sure you do this and then this don't scald scald the tea it was like diana's like okay <laughs> you know i like it because it was a very it was a very family-like moment yes and all these things they plant seeds for so many things that are to come mm. and i just but i just love like that in the and middle i didn't of this think thing. of because like she knows how to make tea longer than he does like there's that little like little cute little But he's thing. so used to just being so, by himself. Yes, absolutely. So it's like I, I will let you tell me, but I do know what I'm doing. Sir. It, it it's, it's it's when it's grandpa cute, or grandma yeah. tries to tell you how to do something, yeah. and you're like, I know how to do this, but mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be rude. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I really like that. And what's cool is that leads to showing that Alfred's working on these gauntlets that are basically like Bruce Wayne's Black Panther yeah, pretty ga- much. Ga- uh, yeah. gauntlets that can absorb all that fucking power and shit. And I really like the fact that they make Alfred very hands-on with things. Yes. He's not just like, oh, shall I be preparing the, the table for six guests tonight? Yes. You know, it's like, no, he, he it's like he's present. And I also, my head canon is that he's former SAS or some shit like yeah. that. Mm. Former Special Forces. And, cause, uh, and this is why I'm so pissed at Jeff Johns right now. Because he came, he came, or I don't know if he was the original one, but he's the first time I read it in Batman Earth One, mm-hmm. when the whole thing is that I forget when it takes place in time, but the whole thing is that Thomas Wayne and him were fight. Not when I say Europe, I don't mean World War Two, yeah. World War One. They were fighting in a war together. Yeah, and Thomas saved his life, mm-hmm. and so 
And uh, so Alfred, it's like a life debt to him. Yeah. It's like Chewie and Han. Yeah. I fucking love that shit. Oh my god. And that's like, and I also like the idea that Bruce, or that Thomas isn't like, oh, I'm just a wealthy man. It's like he did shit. Yeah. Know? He wasn't just like a playboy philanthropist. Yeah. 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 But right after that is when Victor contacts Diana through Bruce's yep. like Bruce's PC Master Race setup. Uh, it's Blindside Part Two. Blindside Part Two. They meet inside, and she says like the world needs you, and he says fuck the world. I love the encouragement from Diana. Like Diana knows how to play that part of being the encourager. Mm-hmm. And even in like I want to go back and watch Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. There were moments where her character. She reminds me of Poison Ivy. That's yeah, like, yeah. Like she reminds yes. me of Poison Ivy from the Holly Queen TV show. Mm-hmm. It she's just like a hero about it, and I love that aspect of her because that is very much like we can kick shit, like we can kill shit, we can do what the fuck we need to, but right now you need to get through this shit so we can go <laughs> kill shit, fix your shit. <laughs> like and she, she does it in a very loving way. Well, it's very sisterly. Yes, because, and it makes sense because. She would have had to be like that with all of her sisters yes. of the mascara. Mm-hmm. And I like, and you pointed this out, like that, like the delivery is a little like odd. Mm-hmm. I think it's partially intentional mm-hmm. because she has been so close off from everybody. She doesn't know how to like, up, she doesn't know how to give that motivational juice to everybody. Yeah. And I know? like that taking that note and then even going back to like Bruce, whenever he's talking to Aquaman and then having Alfred say that thing. Like, I think it does kind of, like, cement, like, these are heroes, and these are people that interact with people, but at the same time, this is, like, the first time they're doing some of this stuff to this extent. It's not going to be perfect right out of the gate. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's... Even if Superman did it at this yeah. point, it would have oh, been... Yeah, it and he's, like, been. the ideal person to do it. It's like, yeah. hi, so just saying we Superman. need you. <laughs> Let us do your thing. Silas and the Atom, uh, they, this is the moment where they find the core heating component component yeah mm-hmm. so they can basically heat the fucking uh elements to be super 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 hot this is you know playing a seed for later on mm-hmm. but uh this is also the scene where silas is taken like yes. directly after this he goes home and the parademons grab mm-hmm. him now here you're gonna like my note for this this transitions to gordon not giving a fuck mm-hmm. we see commissioner gordon who is just done with fucking everything in gotham city my note is J. Jonas Jameson. Doesn't give a flying fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, uh, you know, they, they keep getting these descriptions of these bat looking creatures. Like one of his, like one of his lieutenants is just like, you think it's Batman? He's like, why would he fight crime in Gotham for 20 years and start kidnapping people? Yeah. And then he's just like, I'll talk to make him tonight. It it's like, how, how do you think? <laughs> make it make sense. Yeah. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to go talk to Batman. Then, then I have the, you'll also like this next thing. So this transitions to Atlantis for what I call butt fuckery in Atlantis. <laughs> I call it Steppenwolf clocking in for his next <laughs> shift of ass kicking. <laughs> so it's like we see the Atlanteans and we see Mara, and they're like guarding the facility where the where the um or the the place where the mother box is, the Atlantean mother box. So that's the whole thing. I forgot. I kind of skimmed over when we did the Age of Heroes shit. Is it was like so the there were three mother boxes. One went to the the kingdoms of men this is some lord of the rings shit yeah one went to the kingdoms of men one went to the atlanteans and one went to the amazon so at this point um we at this point silas has the box of man steppenwolf has the the um amazon box and then and it's not two-day prime shipping um and then so now it's like the atlantis box my my note for that fight scene 
was when Mira straight blood bends. I was like, right? Yes, queen. Yes, yes. queen. Yes. Uh, Steppenwolf starts fucking everybody up. He almost kills Mira. Mira does her fucking blood bending shit, which is bad fucking ass. Yes. I love. Uh, I I forget what uh what line she says or he says to her when she makes her like little. I I like the water the bubbles. Wa- I love the water bubbles. I really love the water bubbles. I just like seeing her water bend. I, th- I see that is proof that you can, you can do, do it. it. Yeah, you can absolutely do it. And they they did it too, cool too in Aquaman, but um, so Steppenwolf like. Cuts a motherfucker in half, fucks up all the soldiers there, almost kills Mara. Arthur shows up, saves Mara. He's like, how you doing? What's up, baby girl? Um, I have uh, Aquaman saves her, loses the box, and gets dopey with Mara. Yeah, it's like, that's pretty much, it's a cooler version of what I've written. I said Mara tries to uh, convince him to take the throne, and he's like, fuck Atlantis. Floats away. My next note is that's some that's some like Chris Angel mind freak shit where like there's that like wa- that wall uh, water wall behind him and he's just like ooh my, my next note literally is cyber daddy gone cyber sees bat signal <laughs> yep <laughs> yep uh, let me see uh, that transitions to uh, Steppenwolf and the Parademons are interrogating all those Star Labs people trying to find where the fucking mother box is. This is also when Steppenwolf. Or before that point is when... Before that point is where Steppenwolf goes back to his crib, upgrades that shit, and then has a meeting with one of his superiors. With, yeah, he calls Desaad again. And just to give him a progress report, Desaad's like, uh, I guess, like, shut the fuck up, go do this shit. Yeah, get the job done, bitch. And so, transitions to uh, chapter four. Change Machine. J. Jonah Jameson meets Batman, Flash, and Wonder Woman. Cyborg shows up. How many of you are there? Not enough. Mm-hmm. And then they have the the Gotham Harbor bit. It, it, this is a, a bit that's that they, they did pretty much utilize in the theatrical yes. cut. Um, they changed aspects of it and they added some cringy shit. But yeah. um, and so uh, it's the first fight with Steppenwolf. He taunts the fuck out of Diana for real. He's like he's like amazon and he's just like this one is mine she's like i belong to no one it's like yeah it's like fuck you bitch this and this is the one thing because i'll have have, apparently i wrote a lot of notes for this sequence (laughs) because i was like i don't there's so much fucking happening right here but one of the things that i don't like is and we talked about this is the use of the amazon theme whenever diana shows up (laughs) which annoys the fuck out of me because yes she's an amazon Amazon, uh, Amazon packaging. Yes, she's the Amazonian, but also I feel like that takes away from her own thing. Yeah, and we'll get to it later on where I was like, this is where they should have used her theme every single time up until this one point. Yeah, when they should have used the Amazon theme. And I think even even here, it's here I don't have a problem good. with it being there. I, I think what they needed to do was segue it. Yeah, because it's like when he's taunting her and he's just basically like, "I've killed your sisters" or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. he says. It's just like. Have that transition, like, have the... Transfer to... Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that shit. Like, like that's like... Like, it, like whenever it's... To me, it references... And I, I see what they're doing. Like, the, the musical motifs for different things. Like, when they're referencing Amazons or her being an Amazon or Amazon characteristics, that's not just necessarily her, but just the Amazons. Bring the Amazon theme in. But when she's having her fucking moment, bring in the Wonder Woman theme. So I'll read my next couple notes for this part because this kind of goes. So 
The heroes go to the cyborgs. Uh, the heroes go to save cyborgs' daddy from Strikers Island. They all fight. Batman calls for Lego set seven six zero eight six. I straight up look for the Le- you Lego did? set. Yes. No fucking. So way. if anybody wants that like little spider machine, what is it called? The Nightcrawler. The Nightcrawler. If anyone wants the Nightcrawler, it's Lego set seven six zero eight six. Batman attempts to merc shit, but Stephanie have fun buying that shit on Amazon for a marked up price, or yeah. not on eBay for a marked up price. Yeah. Go ahead. Batman attempts to merc shit. Stephanie was like, "Nah." Wonder Woman drops her sword. Flash helps. I like that they show, like, they did utilize the moment pretty much the same, but I like how it's significant because it's like, you see Flash do it and he's just like, wow, I did something. Yes. Like, I actually helped these people who are probably, in his eyes, better than yes, me at this absolutely. shit. absolutely. And then he breaks his ankle. Yes. Which is great because it's like, oh no, you can still you hurt can yourself. You can still hurt yourself. Um, you know, that's pretty much verbatim what I've got. Um, here's the thing, though. So he doesn't get the box. Steppenwolf doesn't get the box. Aquaman shows up and helps him, too. But he figures out that anti-life is on Earth. Mm-hmm. This is the lost Earth, or the lost primitive world where the ship was at. And so Steppenwolf goes back to his fortress in Chernobyl. He summons uh, Desaad again. Desaad's like, what the fuck do you want now? And he's just like, I know where the anti-life equation is. It's here. And he's like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. Drumroll. The first appearance of Darkseid in any live action film ever how scary is ray porter i love dark side he looks badass like i would watch a movie of him just fucking wrecking worlds and just killing shit like i would literally just watch him be fucking like Alexander the Great, yeah, Atti- like Attila like, the Hun, Genghis Khan, I, just, I don't care. conquer just the fuck out of everything. I, I, I've never watched Vikings, but I assume it would be Vikings, but with Dark Side. I would, I would be imagine, here for it. yeah, I would be here for it. I, um, I just, I just love the fact that, like, there, what, like, visually, what I like is it's like. You know, because Steppenwolf, it, it's kind of like the plankton bit on Spongebob mm-hmm. when he's like, I never thought I would get this far. It's like oh, he's yeah. telling Desai, it's like, I want to talk to fucking Darkseid. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like, he kind of steps back and then like all the parademons just like, oh, and they kneel. We are going to bow down now. We are going to bow down. Yeah, like they, they just know that's like, oh no, he's coming. And then like Steppenwolf's like, wait, wait, wait. It's actually happening. Oh, and then when Darkseid shows up, I love that his armor parts and we just see his face and yes. his like neck and shit. And it's just, I, you know, that's like some dark side butt, butt fuckery where he's able to do that. But just like, he like has a presence. And I like the fact that, and this is a problem, I'm not trying to make a comparing thing, but it's like the problem I have with how they did Thanos. Not mm. so much when they got to Thanos and utilized him. I thought the yeah. Russo was fucking annihilated. It. Yeah. it was amazing. But it was just like, the first Avengers, you get this. Just like look to the side, this little smile shit, yeah. And then Age of Ultron, fine. I'll do it myself. It looks like he's like, you know, it looks like he's about to go. Well, well, no, it looks like he's about to give a fucking TSA like pat down. <laughs> and then like Guardians of the Galaxy, he's just kind of like, I loom in darkness. Like I never felt scared of him You're at any point like... until Infinity War mm-hmm. at the very fucking beginning yes. when he just destroys the fucking Asgardian ship. And just, and even though, I mean, you point this out, it's like mostly it's Karuni's doing it. But it was just like when oh, he just like, when he takes the Hulk and sits him the fuck yes. down. No, that within itself because you don't know you you you've heard about him and I do like he's with, mysterious. He's mysterious, but you they showed him being like weird. Like we don't want to see him jerking off. We just want to see him kill ass. Like 
stop. And like with Darkseid, he you have that little intro yes. where you see him like he doesn't get to fight or anything. He gets his ass kicked. He he fucks up that Green Lantern. Fucks we Green forgot Lantern. to talk oh, about that. that. Yeah, jeez. Uh, let's not talk about it because I want me some Green Lanterns. Uh, I don't. I cannot go into talking about Green Lanterns. I just want to mention. Uh, I just want to mention the the moment um, because I what, what was cool about it is the theatrical version was condensed mm. and it was also made more kid friendly yes. in the sense that when because it is it's Steppenwolf in the original cut that kills him in that battle of heroes sequence and um what happens is we get to see him actually taking out fucking parademons like he gets a close up he's looking fucking badass i forget his name but like I he has an actual he's an actual character yes. from the green lantern mythos and then he single-handedly takes on Darkseid, mm-hmm. which is the most badass thing ever. You know, you've got, like, you got Artemis. I love that the Greek gods were fucking Oh, there. yeah. Artemis, like, oh, Zeus, fucking uh, Ares shows up. Yep. Ares is the one who fucks him up the most. Yep. But it's like, you know, everybody's there. But what I like about this, the Green Lantern, I forget what his name is, but, like, He's fighting him like he's on the ground like like uh, Darkseid hasn't pinned. He's gonna like he's on the ground but he's like I'm gonna ring your ass or whatever the fuck. And he lops off his fucking hand and then he just stabs him. Yep. And the original one, Steppenwolf just like smacks him into the ground with his his, his fucking axe and he just Boop. goes uh, the hand falls over and the ring flies off. Yeah. And the ring flies off in this one too from the severed hand and but Darkseid I, tries I to grab love it when he tries to catch it. Can I you imagine like, if Darkseid got yeah, that? Yeah, I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> let's not do that. But okay, I'm here for that. I will watch that movie as well. But it, it was just the whole thing is it's just really cool though. Like even though we got we saw young Uxus Darkseid, we get to see the present threat that is Darkseid. Yes. And even in just this weird like metal hologram thing, he looks like the fucking devil. He makes me very happy to see Dark. Like I want to go back and watch what is it, Superman the Animated Series, or was it in Justice League? Both. It was in both. Where's the one where he's like, was it the end of the series where he's like standing in the boom tunnel? I and think so. Fuck. Like, that was dark side. Yeah. Like, seeing him on screen, I felt that. And I was yeah. like a kid again, like, oh shit, dark side's like trying to kill bitches. And that's like my note is like, dark side is like, bitch, do your fucking job and then I'll show up. Like, find my shit and then I'll show up. I just love his vo- voice. It's just like, you know, basically like, uh, like once the planet is burned, you mm-hmm. know, from the mother boxes, he's like, then I will do your job, me. bitch. And I'll show the fuck up. And Don't I will talk come to me for until my then. great prize. Like the, the delivery. It's like, and uh, Ray Porter said he played him very Shakespearean. I can feel that. Yeah. He's like a, a evil, ancient evil, like Shakespearean. Like, I know who the fuck I am. Um, so then we, uh, Vic communicates with the flying fox. Because he can communicate with technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, oh yeah, I can modify this so it'll actually fucking fly, Bruce. Um, so then that that's when the team comes up with the plan to resurrect Superman. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that, as opposed to it's like, well, you think we could jumpstart him with the box? That like It's just exposition vomiting mm-hmm. in the theatrical version. In this, they also, like, you see them all putting the things together. And then I love when it cut. this is a very moment I really like. He's like, I know what everybody's thinking. I'm thinking the same thing. I'm not going to say it. Mm. And then Cyborg, just this little hologram of Superman and he flies up. And it, what's cool about it is it's this, it's this uh, shot that kind of like uh, pans around to everybody and circles around. And right when Superman's like in like mid flight and the cape is fl- uh, fluttering, it stops on Bruce and Bruce just has this look on his face. Like we have to do this. Oh my God. Mm. Mm. Like it, it's like this, it's like this look of like, we shouldn't have to do this, but it's kind of my fault. Yeah. 
and in reality it's not but it's it kind of is but it, yeah it, it, it's like he didn't help he didn't help he but did it's like he didn't help the situation but he didn't fucking kill him but it's like i like the fact that the whole time bruce is carrying the responsibility of that because if you think about it bruce is also carrying the responsibility of he became the he, at one point he was like at the like in that point the uh, bvs he became the very villain he sought to destroy robin's dead mm-hmm. and that was on him mm-hmm. he's got all this shit that he feels is on him and he's just like we have to do it mm-hmm. so oh yeah and also th- well, before we keep going that's where cyborg talks about the mother boxes and he yes. kind of gives the history of it mm-hmm. and i love how his again like ray fisher's performance when he's talking about the mother boxes like him just like walking through all the events of everything it's like happening. the boondock saints yeah it's <laughs> oh no not even that it's just his emotion with oh it. i was just being like him being present in the moment yeah. while it's happening but yeah. he's victor stone but his mo- emotion is so i need to watch that again mm-hmm. his emotion is just so i don't know that sticks out to me for some reason but it was just like fuck I, I, it's, it, every time Ray Fisher's on screen, it captivates you. Yes. Like, no yes. matter what emotion he's displaying, it captivated me. He draws know? your attention yes. instantly, yeah. It's because he comes from stage work. Oh, is it? Yeah, he was, that's the big thing is when he was cast, it's like he hadn't been in anything, he was just a stage actor. But clearly it's like, mm-hmm. he impressed the fuck out of Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, we get Martha meets Lois, or do we think it's Martha? But what? The, go, coming back to the Lois grieving thing, and the thing mm-hmm. is, we see both of them doing it. But there's a line that Lois—I told you about this. Yeah. There's a line Lois says, and it it hit me in the gut when I watched the movie. Yeah. Um. But then, and a personal thing happened the second time. So, um, she says to Martha, "I will never love anyone like I do your son." Mm-hmm. And just like that, it's like it's very sincere. It's very like, it doesn't feel like Amy Adams is acting at that moment. It feels like a real person is saying this. Yeah. And the second time I watched it with my fiance, she, I didn't provoke this. She just grabbed my hand mm-hmm. and I'm just like, this is real shit. He gets emotional shit yeah. perfectly. But, um, and, you know, and Lois apparently at this point has not been to the planet since Clark's death. Um, Martha lost the farm and they talk about the burden of like, not just having to grieve, but also having to keep the secret of like, it was Superman. Yeah. And then um, we get the big reveal, which made me stand up in my seat and scream. The big reveal? Is Can my, I say it? Yes. Is that Marshall Manhunter likes to become old white ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and military generals. And military generals. But that, like, so the but fact no, that whenever, he was in the goddamn yeah, whenever movie. Whenever that Marshall Manhunter showed up, I was like, fuck yeah. Because I'd seen like the concept art for so long. And I forgot about him being in the fucking movie that when he finally shows up. And I also appreciate that too. Is that I totally forgot this motherfucker was supposed to be in this bitch. Then when he does show up, it was just like, oh, fuck. Apparently, they didn't originally get to shoot it all the way. Really? I think they I think they got the, the like the shot of when Martha is leaving. I don't know if they got that in pickups. Mm-hmm. I think they I think they made they did some witchcraft and made it work, but they shot Harry Lennox separately. Mm. Which is really cool. And I love the fact that Henry Lennox is he you know, he's General Swanwick from Man of Steel mm-hmm. and BBS. But it's like He's been there from the beginning. Yes. Just like how Martian Manhunter is. Yes. He's there from the beginning watching and he's trying to figure out like, do I help? Do I not? What mm-hmm. do I do? He, because, you know, he's the last of his kind. Yeah. Like, have you watched uh, Justice League The New Frontier? No. The books, mm-hmm. I need to read the book, but the um, there's an animated movie. It's on HBO Max. Okay. It's basically like Darwin Cook uh, did this like, he helped do all the character designs of Bruce Tim for the Bruce Tim universe. Mm-hmm. Um, he... 
basically did this very nostalgic like 1960s look at like the dc universe but it's like through that 60s lens but it's still very dark and very brutal yeah and um martian manor is my favorite part in that fucking movie nice. um what was it uh so we get the big reveal arthur's doubting the plan this begins part five which is or chapter five which is all the king's horses uh, so Barry and Victor are digging up Clark. And I like the fact that there's two things that happen here. So Barry confesses that Superman was his hero. Mm-hmm. And um, you also get this moment where D- Diana and Arthur discuss the history of their people. Mm-hmm. But what I really like about the scene with uh, Barry and Victor is... He, Barry says to Victor, it's like, we could have we this could done have this in 0.5 yep. seconds. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, but it's like the whole thing is it's like, but we need to be present with this. We understand yeah. the gravity of what we're doing right yeah. now. We need to be delicate and sensitive to yeah. this and not just like, we're, we're, we're you know, trying to get it done. It's not a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. And um, and there's a line that uh, Flash says, it wouldn't, have, it, again, it wouldn't have worked, but I didn't mind the line in the context of what it was. It's mm. And I felt like it kind of fell in the line with the character with Barry in the theatrical cut, he's just like, he's saying to Victor, he's, you know, he's kind of insecure about the whole thing. It's that nervous shit again. He's just like, do you think we actually have any chance of doing this? Or are we doing something very horribly macabre right now? Yeah. And it's like, I think that's a deep, look in a comic book that work that will yeah. work very well. I'm glad they did what they did in the movie. Mm-hmm. Then Alfred's doubting the plan. Alfred is like, yo, Bruce, this shit too crazy. You Gucci. Bruce is like, I got faith, fam. Yes, <laughs> my, my, what I, you read. I always I like to do mine first because you actually extrapolate. Right, right. I just right. do like the cool, like funny shit because that I do like you. You put it. You articulate it better than I could. Yours is more fun. It, mine is fun. <laughs> Yours articulate. So I'm at like let me read the fun stuff and then you articulate and right. extrapolate. And so, what was it? Um, yeah, Alfred explains to Bruce or he tells Bruce he's doubting the plan. And he's and there's a great analogy he uses. It's like you know, if you can't fight the bull, don't wave the red cape at it. And we really get to see like Bruce, like confident. Yeah. Like he's just like, but this red cape hits back. Mm-hmm. And I really like the whole thing of like whole Bruce Wayne arc in this movie is he says to Alfred because for once, Alfred, I am operating entirely on faith and not reason and logic. Yes. And that's just like, woo. Yes. That's like that's huge. That's that heavy. Is not Batman. That is, like, he is, he, that is him honoring Superman and understanding the significance of a char- like what Superman stood for and also understanding like he has to do what Superman can't. Mm-hmm. Like he has to be what he he can't be there. You know, it's it's the line he says at the end of BBS. He's like, I failed him in life. I won't I fail won't him in death. Yeah. So the next scene is Lois can't sleep. You know, she reaches over mm-hmm. into oh, the bed. Clark's gone. And then we hear... The Man of Steel theme, the piano melody come in, which just instantly waterworks for me. <laughs> and then she gets up and then she takes a pregnancy test. Wait, what? You didn't see that? No. She opens her nightstand drawer and she sees her, pe- you see her like her, her press pass for the Daily Planet. Yeah. But next to it is a pregnancy test. I didn't It cuts to a that. wide shot. She picks up the pregnancy test and goes into the bathroom. Oh shit. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, so the that's uh after that it cuts to the league showing up to the scout ship and figuring out their way to get in the league goes they get the body they go to the alien ship and sovereign's dad they have this really like nice moment and nothing said it's nothing said but the approval and the respect the respect the 
their arc right there. Admiration. The admiration between both. And then he doesn't talk to Cyborg, but in, when he talks over the radio and he's talking to the dudes outside, that's all of the, like, I support you 100%. Like, I need it's to legit. do this. It's legit. Don't come in until I say until so. Until I say so. That's like, yes. I'm helping my son. Yes. I'm being there for my son. Yeah. He is being there for his son in the moment that his son needs him most. Yes. And it was so... And even after that... It oh gets my, even better. It's yeah, sad, but it's beautiful. It's sad, beautiful. but it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. So they begin the process. You know, Flash has to do his... Uh, he has to do his Speed Force shit to... Mm-hmm. Get the jolt that the mother box needs to basically wake Superman in the resonating chamber. And um, Cyborg has a vision. And yes, Cyborg has a vision. In the vision, Darkseid breaks Superman by killing Lois Lane. And we basically get to see more of the nightmare that Bruce had in BBS. Mm-hmm. So, and Cyborg says no, and Barry thinks he says go, and that's when he goes. Gotcha. Which also explains why the moment's a little off that's when the thing drops. Why. okay. Yeah, so... They resurrect Superman, you know, he busts out. The mother box also goes flying, too, on top of a fucking car in the parking lot with all the fucking Star Lab staff. Mm-hmm. Silas Stone sees that shit, runs over and throws his coat over. He's it's like, like I'm grabbing this, this shit. Here. Um, what was it? And Superman's then, back, he's like, Zombie Superman fights the League. I'm back, bitches, <laughs> but fuck all y'all. I don't remember shit. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> he, fi- he fights the League, with it's like, and it lasts longer, and it's much cooler it's than the much original cooler. cut. I always love the shot of the Flash running up and then the eyes. Yeah. Oh my god. It's that, scary. It's that's horrifying. Yeah. That that's is like some horrifying. like that's to me the reason that got gets even more dangerous is because like remember how dangerous the fucking Kryptonians were and how they just, just darted did, like crazy. They ass. darted and they just Jesus. they just like they completely just destroyed everything yes. in their wake in seconds. And that shows you that like he can do that too. Mm-hmm. We're just lucky he's a Boy Scout, you know. But the headbutt to Wonder Woman, though, that shit's <laughs> lit. When they he headbutts her and she's like, "No, nah, bitch," and she headbutts him, he's like, "No, bitch," and then he headbutts her into the fucking round. Well, the whole thing is she's gonna do her gauntlets, and she's like, "Please don't make me do this," and she goes to do it, and he stops her, and then he headbutts her, and she's like, Damn. "And then he's <laughs> it's just like, like siblings fighting." The fuck down. <laughs> I want to see them fuck. That shit's lit. You got all the new fifty two to see that. Jesus. What was it? Um Oh, and it? then Soup sees Lois and gets a hard one. So oh, yeah, trying yeah. to kill everybody. Wait, no, I missed the thing. Yes. And so he Superman has, you know, as you've just so brilliantly described, beats the fucking shit out of the league. Batman shows up and hangs back because he knows he needs to hang back. Yep. Superman sees him and is like, You but he doesn't say that do you bleed bullshit. <laughs> He, um, what he does is he, because, and that's the thing, he doesn't hold him, he's, like, holding close to him, like, he's gonna fucking kiss him before he breaks his fucking head. He's just like, I see a motherfucker, I don't know who he is, but I know he's fucking not against, or he's against me. Starts heat visioning him. And I did like that. That was cool. Yeah. But, but thanks to Alfred, Bruce's gauntlets work, except it chars one, he throws it off, and it chars the other one. Bruce is about to just get fucking toasted and turn into a, a toasted bat. Soup sees Lois and gets a hard one. And then stops trying to kill everybody. Because he recognizes the woman he loves. That is true. He's not and they fly man. off. He's not She's... a vile piece of shit like I'm making him out <laughs> Like, the look on his face just like... Yeah. No, like, this is, is like... very sweet. Like, it, it's, it's like... 
I don't know what's going on and I'm scared. Help me. Oh. It's helpless, but it's like he knows that she's going. She's he he can go to her. Mm. It's beautiful. I like it. I do. I love it because I like as all the, like the scenes with them show up and shit, and especially when they're like staying in the wood or staying in, like the field and shit. I'm like, fuck, I can see Morgan this way. She's your oldest oh, lamb, bro. Here and here's the big heavy hitting moment for Cyborg. Is after this is when Steppenwolf senses the box. He go, he busts into the the lab um and sees Silas locking himself in that chamber with the fucking heat ray. I don't know the cool scientific name for it, so I'm gonna call it the heat ray. Um, and uh, he's just like get rid of the other box, and then he Silas sacrifices himself to superheat the mother box so even though steppenwolf's gonna get it that can tip off the league as to where he is and one of the things i will say is the change of cyborg's already been depressed this all this entire fucking he's movie. been dealing he's with been some serious shit. shit the entire movie the entire yeah. fucking movie you show up and he's like hello darkness my old friend and then like silas sacrifices himself and then it's like another level of like visually he like, has nothing way, left he i feel like he just visually expresses like i was already in a bad place but now i'm even worse and i still have to keep going and like doing this shit it's solidifying him as a hero yeah it, i really enjoyed that because it's just like it was horrible in the sense that silas literally saw his father be vaporized in mm-hmm. front of his eyes but silas just looks he didn't look at steppenwolf he looked straight at, at victor mm-hmm. and i felt like it wasn't like an assuring thing it was just like you know what to do yeah and i'm just like the like you said the distant father who the love has always been there it's just mm-hmm. like i'm gonna give you this opportunity that you, that I'm, I'll, I'm there for you at the moment you need me yes. most, mm-hmm. and even if it means me sacrificing myself, it's like every everything your parents ever tell you about, yeah. like you know, if there's ever a situation where it's you or me, like you mm-hmm. absolutely, mm-hmm. I will stand in front of a fucking bullet for you, mm-hmm. all that shit. Like that was to me, that was that moment, but that was instilling Cyborg as a hero, yeah, and that's like you are meant for greater things, you are meant to be the best of things. Mm-hmm. And then Stephen Wolf goes back and is like, yo, bet, can I get that promotion now? <laughs> it's like, scorch the earth and then I will show up. Yeah. And then, um, what I love also in, is how tender uh, Flash is in this moment. Like, yes, because, I, that's, yeah. Because he, he, he picks, he picks up Victor because he just thinks he's hurt and then he's just like, are you okay? And then he just like reads his face he's like, Victor, are you okay? Like, buddy, what's going on here? Yeah. It's like, it's very much how like you guys come, come for me or yeah. some shit. And it was just, and then like when it, like he says like my father, he's like, what do you mean? It's like, he's gone. And he's just like, Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! And, and there's was, a line. Ar- there's a line. Arthur says later on, it's just like, are we really asking a kid who just lost his dad yes. to do this with us? Yes. And I was gonna say, I really like the chemistry that Ray and what's his name Ezra Ezra have behind the camera. Yeah. Really shows in those moments. It really does. And when they're exhuming the body, like the chemistry that they had together behind the camera really shows on camera in those mm-hmm. moments. And then to have Flash be that friend and not just like the hero that's here too. Cause he didn't even feel like a hero. He's still figuring his shit out. He, he's coming of age in he's this story in this where Vic story is just well. becoming the hero he's meant to be. Yes. And then to have that little moment with Aquaman, like I, it's a lot. It's really good. I, yeah. I really appreciate the, the character stories within this four-hour movie is far better than what we got in the original cut, and it's fuck shit. The original cut like doesn't even it have doesn't anything even resembling half it. of this shit. No, 
it doesn't have the gravity. It's just like, turn this into the Avengers. And, and they didn't even do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this transitions to part six. Something Darker, which, what a great title. Mm-hmm. Just because it's like, ugh, it's, just, it's, just... it's looming. I like that. So Soups and Lois go back to the Kent farm. Clark, uh, at first, is kind of foggy on the whole thing. He speaks for the first time, and Lois is just, like, reassured. She's like, oh, my God, he just spoke. He's like, I didn't before. Just like, it's the first time you've talked since you were dead, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And um, they go into the house, and Clark starts to put everything together. And, like, she's, like, Lois starts talking about his mom, and he's like, I remember. She really loved it here. And then he just, and this is Henry Cavill being amazing. And the face acting I told you about. He just goes, like, he's, he's kind of like, kind of distant and he's like i i remember and then he he says like she or she remembers or no she loved it here i loved it here too and then he just kind of has this warm moment of like i'm home mm. everything's coming back and then it, the camera comes like it the camera uh, zooms out and you see the fucking swing yeah. from the first movie that yeah. he's on when like the fucking after he saves the kids on the bus yeah. and it's just like ah it's so fucking good and we get more of the Man of Steel music. The team regroups. This is another great scene. Yeah. The League shows up and has a cool moment with Alfred. This, I when each character walks in and like has a little thing with Alfred, I think it's amazing. The moment that Cyborg walks past Alfred, what Alfred happened? knows something happens and he doesn't even like, he goes to address it, but then he doesn't. Like and he stops like, himself. Yeah, he stops himself. Yeah. And I feel like Alfred is the character that generally is when some shit's going on. He's like... He reads everybody. He reads everybody. He'll yeah. talk to you and be like, we need to talk about this. What is going on, Master Wayne? Master Diana? Da, 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 da. He's, the, he's the one that keeps Bruce from going full retard. Yes, for real. And so he sees that and he's like, we're not going to touch this. There's absolutely something that's happened. But I'm going to have my little moment of Flash where Flash is being his little crackhead self. And I'll be like, hi, little crackhead. And then fucking... Badass Alfred. <laughs> I just, I well, what I what oh I love is God. what I love is when Bruce introduces him. He's just like everyone. This is Alfred. I work for him. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I just badass Alfred. I love that. And and one thing I pointed out when we watched it yesterday, that's pro- first of all, you made the point of like this is like Alfred's fi- finally meeting his son's his friends. Son's, yeah. But it's also that's probably the first time outside of Diana that anybody, anybody has been brought has been to the been... cave with Bruce since Robin died. Yeah. And he's, he's just like, you know, I'll go find the teacups if yep. I can remember where they, they are. Because it's yeah. been so it's fucking been, long. And I, that's one of the things, like, listeners, you have to remember everything else that has gone on in this universe. Because it makes the story even more richer. Because I forgot that Robin's been fucking dead. Like, Joker fucking killed him. Like, mm-hmm. I forgot until later on in the movie. But, like, there's been so much history that you don't get to see that feeds into the way the characters play and react and function. Um, and this is where Diana completes her blindside story with <laughs> Cyborg. Like, it's right whenever they're like, you're going to have to, like, connect to the thing and fucking do she, it. Well, she, she, because she's the one that, like, kind of, like, puts a hand out just like, no, you don't need to do this. It's too dangerous. And he's just like, we have to. Mm-hmm. That's the only way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they. Uh, that's why I have here is that they, um, Vic decides to, that he, he needs to merge with the, the Unity Oh yeah, and th- then it has because uh, this is also the moment right before this is when uh, 
that's Arthur's line where he's just like, are we really asking a kid who just lost his father yeah. to like help us do this stuff? And it's like, Flash goes, I thought you didn't care. He's like, I never said that. I never said that, yeah. It's like it's like he cared. He's just like on defense mode all the time. Yes. He, he's Raphael from the Ninja Turtles. I've never seen I, any of the Ninja Turtles. He's Raphael from the Ninja Turtles. He's like, he's distant, but he cares. He's just kind of edgy. But, um, and this also... <laughs> Remind me, I have something to tell you. Um, and then we get uh, probably one of my favorite Bruce Wayne lines in the entire movie is Flash basically, they're all kind of like just gathering the gravity of what they're about to do. And Flash just goes like, you know, we have to assume he's done this to thousands of worlds and every time that he's won, mm -hmm. you know, and then Bruce just goes like, how many places, how many hells? He's never faced us, not us united. And I fucking love that. Because that's just like, that's him, that's him being the leader he needs to be in this mm -hmm. moment. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, they go back to Superman. He's standing in the field, kind of like, you know, just having this John Ford like moment watching the fucking sunset. Lois comes outside and sees him. And this is the moment where we find out that he's completely back. He, he's back mm -hmm. to normal. Is he says, I'll take that as a yes. And she's like, what? The ring. And so they have their sweet moment of like, we're going to do this. And he's back. All the gravity with that, and then Martha comes back. Yeah, because Lois has called her. Yeah. And um, what I love about this moment and the gravity of this moment, this is the first time Martha has spoken to Clark or seen Clark since he died. Mm. And this is the first moment that Clark has seen his mother since those fucked up pictures Lex Luthor showed him on the top of LexCorp. Oh, shit. He, I didn't he, realize he, that. He didn't see her before oh he died. Oh, my God. I forgot about yeah. that. He just, like, Bruce just said, I got this. And oh, he went and took care of it. right. Yeah. Holy shit. That is the first see? moment he sees his mother. Oh, my God. And see, I, I'm glad I have you for this because I would not have remembered that. That is so fucked. Okay. You know, everybody just shits on this stuff. And I'm just like, I've been watching it for years. And I think it's a goddamn masterpiece. Like, Not perfect, but what is? Yeah. But, Holy shit. Yeah. And then um, what I love is she runs up and she's just like, she's just having this moment like, oh my God, my son's alive. She hugs him. And there's this, this is something that only I feel like Southern or Midwestern families understand is Martha's holding Clark, like not letting go. But she sees Lois behind him, and she stretches a hand out like, "Get in oh, on this I know too." That. It's so sweet. Oh. It's but like that's happened numerous times in my life. I'm sure it's happening yours. Yes, sir. It's like it's a thing, mm -hmm. and I'm, and it's just like that's what makes them real, and not just like you don't need to say things. I just like the fact that you can show me these real human moments mm -hmm. without having to beat me over the head with them. Mm -hmm. Just Sweden. Then we get that's. After that, when we actually the, mobilizes. yeah, Alfred kind of has his last little moment with Bruce, and he's just like, "Are you sure this is gonna work?" He's like, "I, I, I, I have faith, Alfred. Mm -hmm. It's faith," and he's just like solidifying that's like, and and again, this is a very like Batman or like Bruce honoring Clark is just like you know, I have faith in this. I have faith in my team. I don't know how it's gonna go, but I feel like if it is going to happen, it's with us. Yeah, and that's just like. It's so, it, you know, he's going from being isolated, alone, and fucked up, and dark, and brooding, to, like, he's still got those things, but he knows how to work with people right now. Mm -hmm. He knows how, he's expanded. Mm -hmm. And it's, and he's hopeful. Yeah. And I feel like that's the, that like, that, and then later on, it's the first time Bruce is really hopeful since Robin died. Yeah. And I just think that's such a beautiful moment. And oh, also, there's one thing that we almost forgot, mm. is when they're coming up on the little lift, 
um, and the flying fox is working. And, and, oh, yeah. and, uh, and, uh, oh, God. Yeah, Cyborg says... I don't know why, but I teared up there. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, my God. So, uh, so Bruce, uh, or Cyborg tells Bruce, it's like, or Bruce is like, you got it to fly. And he's just like, yeah, it's like, it was, it's meant to fly. And then Bruce just looks to him and says in the most beautiful fatherly way, like, so are you. Yeah. Like. It's like, you are meant to fly too. That's what he says. Yeah. And it's just it's like, just like, and he, like, that is like, ah. And he, like, the way Ben looks at Ray Fisher. It's fatherly. It's so fucking fatherly. And Ray's just Because Ben's like, a dad. He yeah, knows how to do Ray it. Ray is so like, he's still in his brokenness and his hurt and his pain, but he hears it. And he feels. And he feels. Like, he feels it. He hears it and he feels it. And that's one of the things in acting is like, or improv and acting. You you listen so that when you're given something, it changes you. You hear what you he's feed off to of you it rather than cue off. off of it. Yes, it's yeah. a feed instead of a cue. And that boy was just like, you. He still had everything else that was there. It didn't fix or didn't heal anything. It didn't change things. But it showed him but he wasn't showed, alone. Yes, it's such fuck. It's so deep, and it, it. What I love about it too is just the fact that like Bruce got to have a fatherly moment, mm-hmm. and like he really, like he really got to believe in somebody. But else. if you even think about that, he got to have that fatherly moment, and he's lost a young one. He lost Robin, and but he oh know he knows how important it is to Vic. Yeah, but he's also instilling to Vic that like even though Bruce has been through a different version of it, it's just like. I'm there for you. Yes, but I think even in they're the, all there for him. Diana's there. there. Yeah. Flash is there for him. Aquaman but even cares. Like looking at it within Bruce, like he had Robin, and Robin was his young protege, and now he has this new person that's like just kind of there. Like there is, but he doesn't need his. He there, needs his help. But he, doesn't he doesn't need, need his help. help. But no, I'm not. So I'm talking about. I'm talking about the relationship aspect of it. There is someone else that is coming in in that kind of role relationally, and so like that, maybe he didn't talk to Robin like. Maybe he didn't like get he, to like, He's making right on a moment that never yes, happened. Yes. God damn. Robin was meant to fly. He didn't get to. Joker took that away from him. So now he gets to give like yeah. I love these goddamn movies so much. <laughs> it's like one of the like like uh graphic novels. Like yeah. not not like the ongoing continuity, but it's just like a it's graphic the, novel. Yeah, and that's why I enjoy it. It's like I mean that's even if it wasn't, I'd still enjoy it. But like that's another way to find enjoyment out of it. Yeah, it's like it's not. It's it's just someone's take on something that is. It's very well put. But together. the heart it's, is and the there. The heart is there. Yes. Like you don't. It's like all the like maybe all the little micro details aren't the same, but just like the consistency of the emotion, like the intent is there, mm-hmm. the thought is there, the knowledge is there. Mm-hmm. After that, they go over the plan inside the flying fox before they get there, and then okay, all right, here's the moment. I'm gonna cry talking about it. So, what I have in my notes is the best Superman moment in all of cinema. And that's probably a little bit higher for most people, but for me... We see Clark in the Fortress of Solitude, the scout ship. He's, he's walking through the ship. The little pods are opening. The ver- You get to see all the Kryptonian like armored suits mm-hmm. and all the stuff. You hear all the voiceovers from uh, Jor-El and Jonathan Kent playing in his head. That's, that's why I love voiceover. I'm not saying like you need to have voiceover to over-explain everything, but like I like it getting into a character's head. Yes. And when you hear that, that is that is what Clark is hearing in this moment. Is he's like, I'm having to suit up. I have to do this on my own. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, in his head, he's remembering all the things his both of his fathers taught him. Mm-hmm. And then he comes across to the, the suit. He puts the suit on. We get a repeat of the flight scene from Man of Steel. The doors mm-hmm. open, except this time he's just kind of like looking. Instead of just like, oh my god, he's just looking at himself mm-hmm. in the suit as he steps out. And then we get new dialogue. Yeah. 
where Jonathan Kent says, I'm so proud of you, son. And then Jor-El's just like, you know, love them like we loved you. You know, your mother and I knew, we, you know, it's just these, it, it's the most, it was my fucking dad's video from last year, yeah. but it was just these two dads that were also featured in the, in the video, but it was just like this moment of just the ultimate, like, son, you're ready. Mm. You've got this. It's time to fly. And mm. it's just like when, when he, you know, does this whole like fucking superhero stance yeah. and then the, the rocks start floating up and then Jonathan Kent says, fly son. It's time. Mm-hmm. I was crying so hard. I'm just like, yeah, you can fly. <laughs> fucking fly, man. And, fucking fly, man. And then he goes up and has this like Christ pose as he's soaking in all the goddamn all the fucking sunlight, sunlight yeah. that he's going to need. I fucking totally forgot about that too. Yeah. Oh my God. Jesus. Yeah. I haven't it's... watched any of the Superman movies in forever. I haven't seen anything Superman since the Justice League movie. Yeah. But at least the now you got the one. good Justice yeah, League good movie. <laughs> I was like, that makes so much sense. Why would you? And I just my my biggest takeaway from that moment is it's like the first movie is about him figuring out who he is. Mm -hmm. The second one's about him learning where he fits into the world, what his purpose is, and what he's willing to do for it. Mm -hmm. The third one is he has become Superman. Mm -hmm. He is Superman. That is Superman. Mm -hmm. He's fully realized. He's confident in his abilities. He can embody who he is without the insecurities. Mm -hmm. It's an arc. Mm -hmm. It's a fucking arc mm-hmm. it's not just like i save cats out of trees i have fucking underwear outside my fucking suit <laughs> you know citizen citizen <laughs> citizen i will be on your podcast children citizen citizen <laughs> some of that fucking bullshit uh, so we get you know after that moment um so bruce has his dad moment where he gets all the kids together including mom because wonder woman's basically mom in this scenario and he basically says stick to the plan We've got this. That's why I brought you all together. You, I trust you. Mm. I, I have faith in you guys. And it's like him being a dad. Yeah. He's he, and he's awkward as fuck about it. But he's <laughs> but he's very heartfelt and sincere about it. And then he's like, I'm gonna go draw all these fucking uh, parademons as far away from you guys so you can get in and not have any bullshit. And then they're like, What about you? And he's like, Don't worry about me. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You know the classic like, I'm gonna I'm ready to die tonight. <laughs> have you ever danced the devil? such a great joker line this is where they do like lift most of the or when uh the the theatrical cut did utilize a lot of this yeah so they get in they follow the plan bruce does his fucking like uh his deja vu he he does this fucking shit where he's like wrecking with the batmobile rip the most badass batmobile in fucking cinema yet oh my gosh yeah but like it it goes it goes out bad the temper was cool But like, what? You didn't like the tumbler? The tumbler. We've had this conversation. We've had this conversation on the. Oh my god, the tumbler was cool. But wasn't the Batmobile? It wasn't the Batmobile. Oh my god, the fucking tumbler was cool. But this Batmobile is fucking badass. The to me, the Affleck Batmobile is it's like the cool, sleek, like Michael Keaton Batmobile meets the tactical badass armored shit from the tumbler. Yes, absolutely. But they're still respecting that tumbler in that description. Well, they're being it's military grade, but it looks fucking cool and not like a big fucking i loved it i loved I'm every just second of it i'm no, just, I, I'm just I giving it's you shit fucking... because you're like it's not the batmobile though <laughs> so bruce wrecks wrecks all that shit he hops on the fucking turrets and starts just like going like full doom on all the parademons like he's just like got all their weapons and just destroying them so then everything starts to get crazy steppenwolf's about to kill fucking cyborg 
as Cyborg's trying to like keep the fucking boxes from uniting. He goes for Dark Side. Right when he swings down, Superman. The fucking but yeah. they've taken they've taken the little piano melody and they've turned it into this big epic John Williams esque like orchestral triumphant yeah. bit. And he, and I love the line because it's like right when it hits Superman, he's just looking at him like not impressed. And then Zack Snyder, because he's a fucking visual director, he he's got the shot of fucking Superman saying his line. He turns his head, does the freeze breath on the fucking flaming axe. The camera pans like throughout the fucking axe all the way up to Steppenwolf shitting his fucking pants. Superman punches the fucking axe, mm. shatters it to fucking pieces, flies up and looks at Steppenwolf like, you were going to come at me with a fucking axe? <laughs> and then boom! And then we get my favorite fucking piece that Junkie XL did for the movie, which is called Superman Rising Part 2. Oh, nice. And it's... They, t- they took his flight theme from Man of Steel when he's teaching himself how to fly. He took a growing theme and made it a fight theme. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you know, they, they've got the fucking drums. It's just like the beats fucking hitting. <laughs> like, hard. Hitting hard. And, it's just, and then what's cool is like Superman fucking gets some hits in. Wonder Woman gets some hits in. Like, this is when Steppenwolf's getting Aquaman his ass handed to him. He like, bitch, you Aquaman just awesome. like, Aquaman you just... Ha- my fish sticks. <laughs> Aquaman just fucking Barry Bonds that shit yeah. up until the rafter, and then Superman flies down and just decks him into the fucking ground. It's the just, action in this movie. The action is, is amazing, and it's coherent, and coherent. I feel like there's strength behind everything. Exact- yes. Every time there is a hit in this movie, it is like, oh, shit, that hurt. Like, I feel that. Earth shattering. Earth shattering. I felt that. I want to see more of that. And this is also at the end of this like little like huge badass moment. Uh, Barry gets hit by one of the parademons really badly, and Cyborg's losing control of the thing. He can't sustain it. They need Barry to zap him so he can get into the Unity and basically destroy the mother boxes. Barry gets hit really bad. Shit hits the fan. Dark Side shows up. The Unity's complete. They they're too late because Barry has to heal because he literally has a giant fucking hole in his side. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's in so he's, much pain. I very much, I, I, like, that even was like. I just got the wind knocked out of me. And then it looks down, he's got this, he's fucking like, this fucking hole. fucking hole. And he's just like, oh, goddamn. And, like, he's trying to hold it together. He's really trying to hold it together. He's I growing up. But that like, was he's a like, great. Yeah, that was a great performance as well. I Ezra really, Miller can convey, like, yeah. real pain yeah. very well. I was like, oh, damn, I feel that. I, I feel that. Like, it's not just an actor, like, oh, no, I have been shot. He's like. Like he's like barely walking. He's trying to stand up, but it's like it's 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 your heart just dies when yeah, you watch right. it because it's, it's like he's up. really fucked up right now. And then we get the epic fucking speed force shit yeah. we have been waiting for all these goddamn years. It's fucking where he beautiful. he turns back fucking time. And the way they did it was so cool. Everything's like jittery, but yeah. like I've never, I cannot think of anything visually I've ever seen like that. The closest thing is maybe Ant Man, but that's different. No, they did it in such a unique way because when the mother boxes explode, it's almost like it explode all the existence. It's like a nuke going. It's off. It's like a nuke going off. So I want to go back and watch that scene now because whenever he starts to bring things back, it's almost like time and space. The explosion from the mother boxes created time and space. Yeah. Or was it It's very him, cosmic looking. It's very cosmic looking. Or was it him going into the time force that made everything look time and space? I think he's going it's down. Like, like, I don't know how else to say it, but it's like, I feel like that was him 
slowing down or speed or e- for him slowing down, but for us speeding up to right. the point that he is literally like at time on like a atomic level, like a cellular yeah. level. I don't know, but it looked beautiful and gorgeous. Yeah. And then to see everything come back, fucking when the people start coming back and you see like their Superman's blood hand and then the bones and the muscles and then the face and the skins. Like I was the just skull, like yeah. the skull, like fucking cyborg and that transition. Cause it jumps from like, this is Barry's moment to this is cyborg's moment. Having that just like the train ride of Barry, then like jump the, starting that, seeing the last bits of human pieces of Cyborg going into like his mind's eye to go and talk to the things. Fuck that sequence itself is just it's a spicy meatball. <laughs> it's so good. And then when Cyborg actually gets in there, yes, that is to me one of the most powerful scenes in the movie. Is like you know he sees a vision of his dad, his mom, and then him before the fucking metal shit, mm-hmm. and they're all just like everything's gonna be okay. We can be great again. And then his mom, I knew it was fucked up the moment his mom goes like, "My broken boy." It's just like he ain't broken, bitch. Like even yeah. like even when I was watching it like for the first time, like I I, I was just like, "He's not broken." Mm-hmm. Like fuck this, he's yeah. not broken. Yeah. And then his dad's like. We can be together again. Because remember, I'm dead? Yeah. He didn't say that part. Yeah. He was like, and and then Victor says to himself, it's just like, we can be whole again. We can't, we can, we won't be alone anymore. Yeah. And I love the fact that like Cyborg, like that is the culmination of his entire arc is it's just like, I'm not broken and I'm not alone. Mm. Bam. Mm -hmm. And that's something. And that, that, I put that line. It's, I wrote that line next to a sticker of Cyborg in the, like, front cover of my sketchbook and the i'm not broken i'm not alone bit for me personally means so so many things but for me that has been the past two years finding my community up here and i'm not just trying to turn this into a fucking oh but it's like that's like you Mm -hmm. jackson uh joseph luke lane our community blue our community up here and like the and like even like my art friends too and my and my friends from college like all the like that to me like echoes is like you're not alone because you have those kind of people for, for cyborg. He has the league Mm -hmm. for me. I have all these people around me and like, you know, it really occurred to me that that was how it was for my, the the 20th anniversary of my dad's passing last year. And it's just like, it literally for me felt like an end game when the portals open up and it's just like, they're all there on your left, you Mm -hmm. know, all that shit. It's just like, you are not alone. We are all here to go in this fight with you. And I just like the fact that cyborg did that in like, relatively a short period of time that's amazingly empowering he's not alone and then as soon as he gets to that point he calls on superman to help and i love that he calls him superman Mm. they all know his name is clark but he calls him superman because that is like you that's like he's addressing him as superman Mm -hmm. as superman Mm. like as he has earned the mantle of superman to the point that people are calling him that Mm. and i know they called him that in the other movies but he just like in his knee-jerk thing, he didn't call him Clark. He called him Superman. Clark darts over and helps him pull those bitches apart. And also, how creepy did the witch the mothers look? Cool. I would have liked to see... I want to see all the concept shit. art. I like, yeah, I want to see the concept art of that. Because them bitches were weird. I'm like, I'm here for I mean, they were shit. demonic shit. Yeah, I'm like, I've seen shit like that before. And I'm like, I want to see more shit like that. That's yeah. That's creepy. I like some I like some creepy stuff. I don't do you've got You've got but like creepy shit creepy on your YouTube. Shit. Yeah. I really, I've seen I it. I do. I definitely do. From here, Steppenwolf is defeated. Kill that bitch. 
And also, Superman's going hard he's, on him the whole time. Yeah. Punching him, Superman heat vision, punching him, like, punching him. He's standing over it just like, no. he's doing some Arthur Morgan shit. No, it's a good thing Superman wasn't in the middle of a courtyard with a bunch of people <laughs> shooting video on him while he's killing this giant monster. Because if he were John Walker, <laughs> nigga would be out of a shield. Truth. And I'm gonna sit my ass right back down. <laughs> but no, it's seriously that moment where it's just like again, this is the whole arc is it's like this is fucking evil. You don't have to you hold don't back. Have to hold back. Here. Absolutely. And I think that's even a growth from killing Zod. From killing Zod. Well Zod he like, hated doing it. Yes. Where this it's like it's he, like, he's so he's like evil. You are evil, you are you are destroying the earth. Yeah. You're destroying my home. Let's just get done. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's just get done. And then the whole fucking how did they lay that bitch up? So so it was Superman. Superman Superman, Superman punched him again, or so, like somehow because Superman cut his fucking horn off with his fucking right. heat vision, which was like that, that was, was cool. That was gangster, that was you like, know. Hell yeah. <laughs> but it's like basically he gets like no no this is what happens. So he tries to get up. Arthur impales him with his fucking That's, trident. Yeah. Flips, flips him around. Him He's flying towards the opening. This at this point they have an audience with Darkseid, Desaad, and uh, and Granny Goodness watching through the fucking portal on Apocalypse. So they fling fucking Steppenwolf's corpse back, or Steppenwolf back. He's not corpse quite yet. And then Diana. This is when the fucking this Amazon thing worked. Music worked. Ah, she just fucking slow mo swings and fucking God of War beheads that Shut bitch. Up, God of War. And then the head just flies in front of his boss's foot. And he's like... He just crushes it. You fire, bitch. <laughs> you are the biggest link. Goodbye. It's it, it's Dwight in every episode of The Office. Really? He tries to impress Michael. Michael does not care. <laughs> Michael does not care at all. Stephen Wolf, sit down. And I also love the fact that, like, they, like, they just did that. Dark Side looks up. And he sees the fucking super friends there staring at him. And I love, like, Superman's got this look on his face. He's like, come at me, bro. All of them have that. But, like, even Batman, when he swings down with his grapple, it's just like, come at me, bro. Batman does his, like, little, like, jump. Like, I did like that in the extended cuts. Like, just the extra, like, Batman jumping off of shit and just kind of, like... Looking like a fucking comic book panel. Yeah, like... Like, like it looks like the Arkham games. Yeah, it looks like the Arkham games. And I love those so much. I might download that again and, and play it. (laughs) um but like those are so this movie overall had some of the best comic book depictions of these characters it was like they took to me they transitioned the visuals from a comic and the moments from a comic and figured out how to do it cinematically where it's like you got the payoff from all those different sources but it also did its own thing too it It made it more grandiose yes because like you have like all your other batmans you have the dark knight trilogy and i'm like they're amazing they're so good but like this was like watching the cartoon series of yes. Justice League yes. on screen with real people, and I was like, this with is badass I mean. special effects, badass special effects. It's so fucking good. Which brings us to well, well, the, like, the, 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 the then, league is so we get that beautiful shot of the league climbing up out of this fucking smokestack. They're all together. You get that money shot of like just all of them together. That's the, the Watchmen shot. Zack mm-hmm. Snyder. It's like ah, oh, that was that was great. It was cool. I love seeing like. Bruce is the last one to get up and Clark pulls him up and they just kind of have this moment of like he just kind of like thanks he's like yeah and I also I've always liked the fact that Affleck is a little taller than Henry Cavill because it's like Henry doesn't need to be the, Superman doesn't yeah, need to be the tallest yeah, he doesn't need to be the tallest I like the I also like the whole fact of like he's the man like the human yes. he's a, he's like 
maybe two or three inches taller than Henry Cavill. And Henry Cavill's just like, I'm an alien. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but, like, you know, that big triumphant moment of just, like, they come together, they defeat the evil, they... Nothing should have worked, and it all worked. Mm-hmm. So then we transition to the final piece. The epilogue. Silas is voiceover. We get to see... Um, you know, we get Cyborg listening to the last part of his father's voiceover, which he, you know, he crushed the thing originally. We see a little bit of the Atom. He's now put in charge of the Star Labs shit. Hey. Um, the Hall of Justice is being made. I, was that in the original cut? Yes, like a but... Part of it? Yeah, a part of it. But basically, the whole thing is it's like... And what I love about it is, like, Bruce doesn't live at Wayne Manor. He lives near Wayne Manor, but Wayne Manor has just crumbled into a ruin. And he's yeah. just like, now he's entering it. The sun's shining through, and he's mm-hmm. just like... Big table, six chairs. Yeah, and then and Diana's like, like room for more, and then room for more. Yeah, so and he's like, God help me. Like, <laughs> he has that God help me line. That wasn't in the original one. He's like, Ah, oh, fuck, I gotta do this again. <laughs> but um, I I, I think uh, Aquaman, Aquaman like has a moment with uh, Volko and with Mara. He's like, he has this, like, I like the moment that he has with Volko, because Volko's like, I'm so proud of you. You See, you can be a leader. And then Arthur just looks at Mara like, I'll be back for you I'll later. Back. I'm about to get that alone. Fish pussy. <laughs> um, we get to see Flash. He got his, he got that job in the he crimes lab. Back. He talks to his dad. You see him, like, running through the city, and he's, like, free and confident, yeah. and I love it. Um, and then we see that uh, they got the Kent farm back. Mm-hmm. And Bruce it's is just like, yeah, and, and and Clark's just like, how did you how did you get the house? It's like I, I bought, bought the bank. Because I'm a badass. Because he's got fuck you money. That's what he's got six satellites. Got fuck you. Money. <laughs> I've got fuck you money. I want fuck you money. We get the and then we get that beautiful. Or he's like, oh yeah, congratulations. Because I don't know if he's saying congratulations to the proposal or, or to the fact she got baby. The baby, the baby alien aside from pussy. <laughs> and then we get the we get the amazing moment where everybody's been wanting it for years, which is Clark's walking through Metropolis. He stops, he looks up, and then he looks side to side, runs through the alley. He pulls the shirt apart. They did it in the fucking theatrical cut, but it's like it's so much better. He gets to have the fucking Christopher Reeve moment. Yep. And then we get the little bit with Lex Luthor having busted out of Arkham. Deathstroke Death rolls up. Badass. I wish we got to see more. Yeah, Deathstroke rolls up. They're basically forming the Legion of Doom, essentially. And um, he tells him uh, Batman's identity. Mm -hmm. And then... We get my... The reason why I will go back to this movie all the time. The alternate universe sequence. Which I'm just going to call it canon. It just didn't happen yet. I still hate the joke. I still hate his laugh. I still want it's creepy it's now. It's creepy though. I like. I, it I, works. I hate it. It works. And that's why, <laughs> like, at first, I hated it. Like this is just stupid. I hated suicide. How he was in like, Suicide Squad. I, yeah. No. Okay, everyone. If you were like, why the fuck did they cast Jared Leto as Joker? And then you watched all those other movies, and you're like, this is stupid as shit. It makes sense. But if you watch this and you see Joker and Batman have their dialogue and their banter, the fucking emotion the decades the decades the decades of emotional pain and turmoil that these two men have put each other through is so evident i was like i could watch another 20 minutes of them talking about this i could watch a whole movie of that movie i want to watch the movie i'm saying i could sit there and listen to them talk about the shit that went down i would watch 
five movies of that all <laughs> happening. But I could sit here and listen to them for 30 minutes just talk about, like, egging each other on, about why they want to kill each other, about why you fucking killed the people that I love, about why this and this and this. And it's like, it's the first proper time that we actually got to see. It's the only scene they've ever shared. I was just Ben Affleck's Batman and Jared Leto's Joker. And it was like I see why you cast I see why you casted him like this. Yeah, and just their dynamic. They also shot the scene separately. Oh, did they really? Because they the way they did it. What? This oh, is, well, no, 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 hear me out. Hear me out. This I mean, it's is so really, amazing. This is really fucking cool because it's COVID and yeah. they did drink. So basically, jo, uh, Joe Manganiello, uh, Deathstroke, mm-hmm. uh, Amber Heard, Ben Affleck, and uh, Ray Fisher were all on set at the same day. Okay. They all shot together. Okay. All everything you see with them is one hundred percent with them. Okay. Um. Flash, uh, Ezra Miller's over in London shooting the Fantastic Beast sequel right now. Zack Snyder, they sent his costume over there. They had you know some an additional film crew over there. Zack Snyder directed him over Zoom. Oh wow! So that's why he's only in it very briefly. Mm-hmm. And then I think Leto was shooting something else at the time. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, basically. So the, I think they filmed Ben first. Mm-hmm. And, and this is why like there's certain filmmaking things that are just witchcraft to me. I could have sworn they are talking to each other. Yeah. I don't know how, like, I know like a lot of times they like, they'll either have someone feeding lines to a person or if it's, if it's a very generous actor, even if they're not on camera, they will sit there and still feed the lines yeah. to their co-star. I don't know how they did that because that scene was so like, they were like, it was it so was, tense. It was so tense. And, and like, they were, but like, I felt like they were feeling each other's energy. It makes me wonder if like, maybe there was like a zoom call. It's just like, here's how I would do the line. Or, you yeah. know, like, Someone who either either Zack Snyder is truly a masterful director of actors. Ben Affleck and Jared Leto are both just very very talented actors. Yeah. Or some concoction of all of them together. That shit was wild. Because yeah, it, that shit like <sighs> had me like it that, was gripping. It was it very was gripping. gripping as fuck. It made me happy. I'm happy that this came out because I had a, a argument with my coworkers. <laughs> I'm not angry that we don't get more of the Snyderverse. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed because of seeing that. Because of how good it was. Of how good that was. Yeah. It was like, fuck, I'm glad I got this because I won't get anything else from this, possibly. But I see what y'all were trying to do. We got the untainted source. Yes. I'm glad we got to see what would have been. Yeah. Because that shit was fucking... And and that was the the uh, night... That nightmare scene, uh, specifically the Joker and Batman scene, was not originally there. That uh, was part of the reshoots, but Zack Snyder found out that, like, Jared Leto and Ben Affleck had never done a scene together. And mm. he's just like, I will not stand for yeah, that. Yeah, you can. I, I, I want to know who wrote that, if it was him yeah, or Chris Terrio. Yeah, whoever wrote that, props to them. Yeah. Whoever wrote that, fucking props to them. I, I, I know Jared Leto improvised a lot of his lines. Did he really? Like... I'm not the biggest fan of that I guy, hate but that dude. fucking hate him. Don't stay. I fucking but hate him. But that was amazing. That, like, like, I won't say you can't act. That man can act. Absolutely. He's very talented. But, but like, like and what, what I appreciate is the fact that like he can ad lib good dialogue. Because mm-hmm. some people can ad lib, but and it sounds like more natural, but is it good dialogue? Yeah. And it's just like I love how like his first line is just like you, you hear the laugh and then he's just like, Oh contrary, my little fish stick. Mm-hmm. It was very joker and it was calculating. That was the thing I thought was missing in Suicide Squad. Granted, we got a Frankenstein of that yes, too. Yes. But it was just like I felt like he was just crazy and just like insane and I didn't see the calculating shit. Mm-hmm. Where this it's like even the angle they chose, the, mm-hmm. the way it was shot was very neat. But it was just like the way like Leto just kind of kept peering over and he would stare off into the like the the vastness and then he'd come back. It was very much like a 
it seems like something from a 70s movie. Mm-hmm. And just like, it, 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 like Jared Leto is so fucking good in the scene, and I hated him in Suicide Squad. Yeah, but like, this terrible. was, he was captivating. Yeah, I can't stand Jared Leto as Joker. And if, if it's just this scene. Well, he doesn't have the fucking yes. tattoos. He doesn't have the grills. He's just like, like that, like, I want an action figure of that Joker. Mm-hmm. Like, that is that universe's Joker. Yeah. Like, that needs to be that. What I like is he did, like, what I call the Jim Carrey-isms. Mm. Because that's why I had a problem with it, Suicide Squad. Was I felt like he would just go overboard and he would be, like, Jim Carrey cartoony sometimes. Mm. He did it a couple times here, but he did it in a mocking way. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, oh, what was how she suffered. Like, he's yeah. very, but it's, like, very cartoony. But he's doing that to get a rise out of Bruce. Yeah. And then I like when, you know, he he's like, who who do you think, uh, yeah, who do you think screamed louder? The girl or the boy talking mm-hmm. about Lois or Robin. Mm-hmm. And then I like that Bruce just keep, he's like, you know, choose your words very carefully. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, you know, he's like, well, you know, when Har- you know, when Harley Quinn died in my arms. Yeah. And then like Leto freezes and he's just kind of like, oh no. Yeah. He's like, and when she, I held her dying in my arms and she said, she asked me to do one thing and that was kill you and make no fucking or make no mistake I will fucking kill you yeah. to make it slow it, that shit oh, that whole scene that was some Dark Knight Returns that shit, right shit there. like that's the shit that I would have liked to see that, I don't I don't even feel like we need to talk about Marshall Manhunter again like I feel like that's well, what you should eat basically well like just, Marshall just Manhunter a quick thing. Uh, yeah quick well, thing because like, there's a line I, I, that's really important to me is um so then there's one that turns out to be that's a nightmare Bruce wakes up from. I yeah. like how, I like that they do everything through nightmares for him. Yeah. Um so he wakes up, someone has shown up, he thinks it's Superman, it's Martian Manhunter, they introduce each other. And this is the one time where you can tell that like there's been some time since they shot because mm-hmm. Ben is skinnier because hey, he got sober, he got healthy, that good for him. Yeah. I'm happy for that. But he does look noticeably different. Mm-hmm. Um but Basically, Martian Manor comes down and says, like, hey, I'm here whenever you guys need me, blah, 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 blah. And then he just says, your mother and father would be very proud, Bruce. Mm. And this is, like, this is why Ben Affleck's my favorite Batman. It's because he has this moment where he kind of, like, he kind of, like, you see his mind ticking. And he kind of puts everything together. And it's like he, he, I feel like with different people, he would have cried at that moment. Mm. But with Martian Manhunter, he kind of, like, holds it back. He's just, like, but he gets really quiet. He just goes, I hope so. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was like that's he's just he just he gets it mm-hmm. he gets it mm-hmm. and and just also just the payoff of that moment of like Bruce allowing himself to have a moment to be like I I think my parents would be proud, proud of, me. of me yeah and he's like forty year old man and he hasn't he's been alive longer than they've been dead oh yeah that's something like I was rattling around recently like last year yeah. and recently it's just like I've been alive with my father dead longer than I was alive with him with being him here yeah. and so th- it was really cathartic for him to have that moment of like giving himself some credit for something like the the whole crusade that he's been on it's been to honor them and he feels that like like he had someone else externally say i think yeah. they'd be very proud of and then he oh, allowed shit. himself to take that i never thought of yeah. it like that oh my god okay and that's the whole thing with martian manhunter he's like he's very empathic yeah absolutely. he's very he's very I mean, emotional I that, and i love damn, that yeah damn what a great movie i thoroughly fucking love that movie fuck wb Fuck WB. Fuck all that bullshit. Release the air cut. If we're not going to get like Justice League 2 and 3, because basically what Zack Snyder has said is that 2 would have been Dark Side. It basically would have been Infinity War and Endgame, but they were writing this before those came out. Right. So it was basically like Dark Side comes down to Earth and takes over the Earth, kills Lois Lane. Superman is completely corrupted by the anti-life equation. Uh, and then the third movie is about them sending Barry back in time to fix all the shit mm-hmm. and then to defeat um, the dark side. Gotcha. 
So and Bruce was gonna die at the end of the third one. Oh damn. And Lois and Clark were gonna name their son Bruce. Aww. And it gets better. And this is something where people would have been pissed about, but I think it would have worked for that story. Is years later they take Bruce to the Batcave. Oh, yeah. Because he's like he he well, it gets better. He's just like we we think your uncle Bruce would have wanted you to fill his, or take up the mantle. Yeah, and fun. he becomes Batman because he doesn't have superpowers. Oh, okay. I was but, like, shit, he'd be a superpower Batman. But, yeah. <laughs> but no, like the whole thing is like that their son would have become the new Batman. That's I'm just cool. like, that's, that's beautiful. If Jeremy Gans could fucking be Batman, like, yeah. There's a bunch of fucking other Batmans. Yeah, hell yeah. I would have been, that would have been sweet. I would have been, that would have been like a nice little bookend for that universe. Like, shit, yeah. they do so much fucking shit, people suck a dick. Well, what I'm hoping, because Jim Lee has said, he reached out to Zack Snyder and he mm-hmm. basically said, like, look, I, regardless of what happens with the movies, if they won't let you do them as movies, you and Chris Terrio come and let's do these as comics. Yes. And no, it's not the same, but I really appreciate the fact that since Jim Lee is now the head of DC Comics, I know he's, that. yeah, yeah, which makes me happy because I love Jim Lee, but um, not just as an artist, but as a yeah. character, or as a person too, but um, he, yeah, he was just like, we'll get this story out there yeah. somehow. And I, pre- I really appreciate that. Cause it's like, I feel like it really goes to show how many people out in the world respect Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like his stuff. You don't have like, but he's a human being. I think that's the big thing that the big takeaway from all this is it's like, you know, this is, this is not just us seeing another superhero movie, but this is the story of like something that never would have happened in any other circumstance in an industry that is mm-hmm. very unforgiving and selfless or self-centered yeah. Yeah. Is it's like they wrote a wrong, let the man do what he wanted to do, and this is where I want to end it on is he dedicated the film to his daughter, mm-hmm. and that's and then they have a, a cover of uh, Hallelujah. The reason Hallelujah was featured in the first teaser is because that was her favorite song, Aww. and so to me it's like it was a Zack Snyder's been in a way on this crusade, and we've all been there with him. With him on his and to be like time. every time, like I watch the movie and it says for Autumn" at the end, I get choked up. She's not my fucking kid. I didn't yeah. know her. I don't know Zack Snyder, but it's just like I feel that yeah, of like the amount, the, of... the 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 Herculean effort that was to get this to happen, and then to bring it home by being like, "This is for Autumn." Mm-hmm. It's just. <laughs> I like. I will literally go back and watch this like every couple months. I'll watch like I'll just skip through it or like I'll find different points and stuff like that. But like, this is a movie I want to just come back to and just like watch it, different it's, things. It's just like a good graphic novel. You go back you and you unpack more and yeah, more. It's more like each reading time. Scott Pilgrim. I do it. Every, I try it every year. I need to continue. But yes, like I I want to come back and I want to enjoy this beautiful beautiful piece of. It's a part of like. I was watching the. It's a part of cinematic history. Like yeah, it's happening. I, I think this. This has never happened before. At least not in this short amount of time. Well, that's our thoughts on Zack Snyder's Justice that's League. That's a whole fucking run breakdown. I feel like we could do another one. Like a, at a certain point. We should. We should come back like in a couple months. In a couple months or a year. I yeah. think a year might. A year might be cool. Something like that. We'll figure out. We'll, we'll definitely be coming back to this. Until next time. Justice has been served.